How y'all doing, everyone? This is uh, Coach Derek Collinsworth with the Soapboxing Podcast. I'm here with my co-host. Good morning, it's Manny. And a good friend of mine, uh, Mr. Michael Campbell. What's up, what's up? You uh, was here last time, and I we was trying to we was trying to fit in shows, and I said, yeah. Manny said, hey. Uh, you didn't tell Mike to come. <laughs> I said, you know what? No, I didn't, man. It just slipped my mind, and I, I hit you that day. I said, yeah. man, I forgot to tell you, come on in, man. Let's do this podcast. But uh, no, nah, no worries, no worries. Thanks for having me out here, guys. You know, I love what you guys are doing. I'm glad to help. Uh, I want to be a part of it. Uh, you guys are promoting amateur boxing, promoting Houston amateur boxing, big time, and Houston pro scene, young pros. And you know, that's what I'm all about. That's what I've been dedicated to for. Almost 15 years now. Wow, man. Wow. And, and so, uh, so you know, uh, I support the cause. I think what you guys are doing is great. So, really, thank you guys for, for jumping on this podcast, being consistent with it. Uh, it's sorely needed. Um, I finally found yeah, exposure. We got to give ourselves exposure, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing I finally found something that my wife uh, supports. She said, nice. <laughs> she seen, she said, uh, man, look at all these people. You know, she sees the. Uh, the, the, the behind the, the numbers, how many people yeah. was watching? So she Good. said, Man, don't you got that podcast? <laughs> I said, Oh, okay, I don't find a way to get her back in the game. So, uh, well, good. And yeah, coming yeah. from the national office, I come bearing gifts. They're gonna your hat guy. Oh, yeah. So, I bought you a USA team hat. Quinn will tell you, those those are not available to the public. That's from oh, the, uh, the last Ralph Lord. Yeah, that's from the last uh, Olympics. Um, Look at that one. No, That's what the athletes got. Yeah, you don't, you don't have you don't have it. <laughs> and, I, and I brought you guys some pins. Here you go. Appreciate it. Some USA boxing swag. Nice, nice. Appreciate it, man. Oh, that's nice. That's fly right there. Well, Michael, that's we my coach's hat right there. We appreciate you coming in. Uh, like you were saying, we, we definitely started this podcast because we want to give all the local amateur fighters a platform. Be uh, able to highlight a lot of professional fighters here locally. We want to be able to. Give them an opportunity to come in, tell their story. Yeah. Give them an outlet that they probably wouldn't normally uh, not have, and come in, tell their story, be free, uh, and just give them that opportunity. Uh, we're on location at the Grind Boxing Academy. Today's episode is brought to you by What You Craving uh, Catering and Food Truck. And uh, let's jump in. So you yeah. said fifteen years. Yeah. So that's uh, that's that that shares my my objectives. It's uh, when I first got involved was back in. 2004. If you remember back then, that was when uh, Rocky and Juan Diaz, Baby Bull, were on the rise, and they were just right. breaking into HBO every 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 fight. They're fighting locally. 
I started going to these uh, these these shows the, at the at the Reliant, everywhere else they were box, boxing, and uh, I was just questing more. I, I was I needed more. Uh, I, I tried to study the undercard guys, the local guys. Mm -hmm. uh, there's all kinds of them that were on there. Condé Fountain was coming up at the time. She fought for world titles, mm -hmm. and, and you couldn't find any info about. Them. So so I said, you know what? I see a niche for me. Right. Um, that's when I started to go to weigh-ins. I started going to local gyms. I started learning about the, the locals and the undercard boxers and uh, started finding websites to write for. So that's how I got my start in 2004, doing uh, doing uh, fight reports and interviews. Uh -huh. and, super and, fan. Uh, super fan advisor. I, I tell you what, though, Mike, aren't you? Not, keep that thought, but you're from a place, man, that's, that's steeped in boxing, though, man. Yeah, I grew up in Northern Virginia, so I grew yeah. up in Sugar and Leonard boxing. Absolutely. I say, that, I say that to people, and they... I said, listen, man, Washington, uh, D.C. area, Virginia, that's that's still heavy is. boxing, man. Still is. Peterson's out of there. Headbangers boxing gym. Big King Pete fan. Big fan. Uh, yeah, man. So you you grew up yeah. uh, uh, watching uh, top level mm -hmm. uh, fighters. You know, I like to I like to think that there in the late two thousands, that's kind of my niche was, was uh, seeing all the seeing the Chris Henrys come up, mm -hmm. Eugene Hills, Alfonso mm -hmm. Lopez's. Uh, getting get themselves in positions for big fights. Mm -hmm. um, that that I, I carry that through and uh, partner with Rosemary Clark. You remember Undefeated Magazine? Yes. We did about uh, fifteen or so uh, issues. Uh, we had a gym right over here, right, mm -hmm. right, right nearby. Um, and then uh, one day, about I started doing amateur shows. I started getting involved in the Golden Gloves. Um, and then one day, I think it was about 2010, 2011, uh, the Gulf LBC asked me to come on board, help them out with more uh, media and writing. I uh, joined the board of directors as a secretary, um, which was my natural niche for me. Right. It was, it was, uh, it was good. Uh, I decided I, I needed to start attending shows if I'm going to be on the board of directors. Right. And I saw that there was, uh, there was some, uh, some deficiencies. There was a need for more officials and more quality officials because if you have bad decisions, uh, then you know it doesn't it doesn't uh, reward the hard work that's being happening. Right, runs, it runs folks off, yeah. right? And so uh, so I started to learn how to judge, study the rule book. Uh, it took about a year, easing in, starting to judge full time, and uh, went to a national tournament, started refereeing, uh, and then I quickly realized uh, that my my skills were were better on the administrative side. Right. Um, that was when we brought a lot of improvements to the golf, uh, building up the website, uh, better pre matching system. Um, we uh, we computerized the, mm -hmm. the, the the scoring at ringside rather than you remember there was, there was always math there. Remember every show it was oh hold on come back come back the wrong guy had his hand raised that's aggravating as hell yeah so yeah. I said hey that could be fixed easy by technology mm -hmm. Excel right. let it do the math right when I first when I first got involved I mean even matching up man it was it was phone mm -hmm. calls and 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 guys not showing up or saying. Uh, I didn't tell you it was going to fight. Problem. What are you talking about, man? We, you know, and 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 with the uh, bringing in the things you're talking about, man, it made it a, a whole lot easier. I get calls at once a week. Um, mm -hmm. Coaches were complaining about no shows, and they drove four hours. Um, how can we improve the pre-matching system? Most of all, though, it hurts the uh, the show hosts. If you do a, if you're trying to uh, have a fundraiser, a smoker on the weekend at your gym, and you schedule 25 bouts and 10 fall out. Well, that's reduction at the gate, reduction in concessions. Right. It could the be difference between breaking even and actually having a significant fundraiser. Right. So I mean, we can talk a little bit about uh, future things that I'm working on, but that's a thing near and dear to me is a national pre-matching system to help coaches 
to, to, to help show hosts to guarantee that they're going to have matches, that they're going to have better shows, more successful shows. Bigger shows, more competition opportunities. Mm-hmm. So watchers get better. More uh, successful event, more funds. means that better equipment in their gym, better, more travel money. It's just going to trickle down. Right. So that all comes uh, from a solution, a technological solution. So, so that's something that you're working on now, or is that something you have in place now? Uh, as far as in place, it's difficult to say, but we I've talked to a number of vendors, including uh, WebPoint, the current vendor that we use mm-hmm. for, uh, for event management, about making ways, more tools for coaches okay. to be able to pre-match. For instance, uh, Match Tracker. So we've been doing Match Tracker about four years now. Uh, it's basically like BoxRec, amateur BoxRec. But it's going to take time before it's complete. Right. But right now, uh, a boxer can go in and look at, at their record, but coaches need to be able to access that and, and verify records, verify date of births, right. things like this. So that will be coming here pretty soon. And what was the name of that? Uh, so it's Match Tracker. It's within WebPoint system. So WebPoint is the system that we all use for registration. That's uh, where we uh, get our event sanctions. It's where uh, LBC leaders can communicate with their members. And you can do some club management in there as well. That's where you attach boxers to your club. And uh, and you can communicate with them. Things your sanctions. And that's where the official in charge puts in the results. Okay. So uh, you know, let me give you some stats. Let me throw some stats at you because I'm a stats guy. So um, fortunately, you know, I spent the full year in 2000. And 18 at USA Boxing. So in December, I, I ran some numbers. Mm-hmm. We had 30,000 matches in wow. 2018 in USA Boxing nationwide. And about 23,000, maybe it's closer to 23 and a half, 24,000. It, it was uh, just one one bout. Uh, and an opponent fell out. And, and so a coach from out of state, uh, his opponent fell out. We were saying, waiting. And I never forget, I said, uh, Okay, uh, what's, what's your kid's record? You know, and uh, oh, that don't matter, man. Uh, you know, uh, <coughs> uh, if it if it's not going your way, just stop the fight. I said, I said, who are you talking to, man? And the, and the guy looked at me, and I, so I said, give me his book, man. And I snatched his book out of his hand. He had fifty something fights. Bam, bam, had three. No, wow. I said, man, get out of here. Man. And 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 an assistant coach said he stopped me. He said, "Man, you're right." You know, so I said, "Of course, I'm right." I said, "I'm not." I said, "Maybe y'all do things like that, but it's hard." My point is, it's hard to. It, what you're talking about is great. You know, if we can track, if we can track. Now, I'm not knocking any other coaches' philosophy. I've heard coaches say they believe in that. You know, fight your kid against a, a national champion when he's got two fights. Well, go ahead, but I'm not going to do that. And and, and so I've had a. a situation with that before and uh we need things in place man well there's a reason it's called novice right it's a, it's a progression you, it, so there's a way to get to 10 bouts mm-hmm. and you don't do it through 100 100 bout opponents right right, right. Uh, but you brought up a good point there that coaches need to realize that they need to always uh keep in their pocket they need to not shy away from and that is coaches have the right to examine the opponent's passport mm-hmm. come right up to the official's table official charge be like yeah, yeah of course here you go right take a look because that's the official record Verify their date of birth. Verify their bouts in there. Uh, you know, it may be a duplicate book. You may have some previous bouts on that first page, but absolutely. And so, Match Tracker can kind of help that. It's not going to help our boxers uh, from ten years ago, right? Because right. uh, th- those bouts may not be in there. But if you take a, a Pee Wee now in ten years, they oh, should all be in there. Yeah, they should all be in there. But but what I see that as is, is, is and that's part of my selling point is if we can get uh, COOs and chiefs of officials and uh, officials in charge committed and show hosts as well to getting those results in there 
then it can be a powerful tool. Uh, it'll be a da great database, yeah, a powerful absolutely. tool for us to utilize. Absolutely. And, and, and it's fair. It's fair. Let's, mm -hmm. Let us know what's going on, mm -hmm. man, yeah. when we matching these kids. These kids are kids, man. Yeah. Uh, we need that. I'm glad. Uh, and, you know, national tournaments, we have about five, 600 bouts. All of them are in there now from every national tournament for the past three years. In fact, shout out to Bill Wells out of Austin. He's gone back to 2013. Mm -hmm. He's put all those national tournaments in there. Uh, we made a commitment to get national gold and gloves events in there. Uh, the ringside, the last couple of years, we, we put in there. So those uh, boxers deserve to have those in on the record. I agree. I so, agree. You know, um, we're, we're definitely, that's a, that's one of my things I, I've, I've tried to help uh, at, yeah, national offices uh, emphasize match tracker. Hey, uh, look, I missed something. So thank you guys. You guys are playing a real important role uh, to, to the local. But I want to give a shout out to Luke over there at Clutch City because I think he's bringing an important aspect to exposure for uh, uh, golf boxing, Houston boxing. Uh, all these things are great. You know, um, a lot of these are roles that I was kind of helping out with when I was here and my leaving, you know, obviously uh, filled the, you guys are filling the void. So thank you guys for that. Good deal, good deal. That, uh, so how did, how did uh, just a, a little history, man. Uh, I remember Moya was uh, the golf president, and he and he went home, right, to the valley or something. Right. What? And, and he picked up, packed up, and left. It was quick. It was about, yeah, he just got on and left in about thirty days. Well, he kind of found an ideal situation. He realized, you know, you got grandkids. He realized there was grandkids and great grandbabies that he hadn't met yet. Mm. So you know, I, I was really happy when he found a great situation down there in Mercedes. Moved back to his hometown. Okay. Um, Boy is a great mentor of mine. Uh, I loved serving with him. Uh, he taught me a lot. Mm. Learned a lot about how to judge uh, character, how to um, be consistent and do what you say, uh, say what you do, do what you right. say. Right. Um, he was a by the book military guy. He guided us through a lot of uh, tough situations. Mm -hmm. um, I love. I loved serving with him. He, and he. Uh, let me grow. Let me uh, do as much as I could mm -hmm. for the Gulf. So when, when he left, when he before he left, I had already kind of had a call into national tournaments. Mm -hmm. I was national tournament director. As uh, have been helping Debbie Holmes and others at national events. Uh, so kind of uh, my pathway was already kind of set. So when he left, uh, uh, I elevated the president. I was president only for a couple months. It was, right. it was the most successful time in Gulf history. We <laughs> won. Uh, we won. We dominated the Western Qualifier that year. We won the state Golden Gloves. Uh, we just had a lot of great boxers coming through Houston at that time. Um, so I, I, I moved to the national office in August of 2017. Um, but you know, make no mistake, I'm still a huge supporter of the golf. I'm always here to consult with. Uh, you guys are in good hands with a great board of directors that's dedicated. And you know, to be frank, uh, when people leave, others have to step up. Right. Uh, if you remember that, that my kind of parting uh, essay I wrote about that. And uh, it takes time to fill those voids. And sure. I, I've seen a lot of uh, great progress in the past uh, six months to a year. Uh, people really jump coming on board. And uh, Gulf is a great LBC. Uh, it, it, it's great that when that national office, I get to see all the LBCs. So there's big disparities and big differences uh, between some of the bigger ones and, and what we do. Uh, I don't see a single LBC in the country that supports their athletes and their coaches more than the, the Gulf. Uh, something like 35 grand a year they're spending in stipends and travel money. Um, you know, there's LBCs that barely give money for their JO advancing tournament. Mm -hmm. So, uh, um, in order for that to happen, you need uh, you need support. You need everybody kind of uh, on board with fundraisers. You need uh, people can go into meetings, having their say, giving their opinions, and you need volunteers. Uh, you need people writing shows. Right, right. I, I, 
coming from New Orleans, man, it's it's, it's a huge difference, yeah. man. Yeah. Here in Houston, I mean, it's uh like everything in Houston. I find uh, it's bigger and better, <laughs> but uh, our uh, so many people involved here locally in boxing, and and, and I rather agree on things or not. That's here or there. You, you get a large group of people, you're not gonna get everyone on board with uh, the same thing. But in those meetings. Or Pat, those you know, all those things. Mike, uh, personally, uh, I don't believe Mike has ever not answered a question for me or returned a phone call, even if I didn't get him, man. He'll call me back, you know, later that day or the next day. Hey, coach, this is what you need to do. You know, ABC, you know, uh, that shows great leadership to me. And I, I remember uh, Moya, when I first got involved here, uh, Moya was uh, president. I think... Uh, Haley was on his way out or something. I can't remember exactly, but uh, again, Moya, it was more, uh, uh, it wasn't as technical, like you say, with the computer stuff, but he he seemed like the great guy, you know, always had to uh, answer questions in, in the meetings. He he, he, he did the uh, coaches, uh, used to be, we did, uh, what's the deal? We do it on the computer now. The clinics? The clinics, and he would be out there with his, Papers and you sign the papers and everything. I, I tell you, I enjoy the golf, man. Everybody's involved. It's, it's a huge, uh, huge thing. And, and everybody seems to be on board with getting the kids uh, uh, to advance, man. Absolutely. Um, uh, so when you was going uh, to Colorado Springs, I remember, uh, uh-oh, what's he going to do now? <laughs> I, I was watching from afar, man. And, and how did you slide? What, what events coordinator, right? So uh, I'm currently the events manager and operations manager. So I kind of wear multiple hats. Um, I'm tournament director and I run the tournaments and I place the tournaments. In fact, uh, we'll talk a little bit about Western trials coming up in Reno. But uh, I also, when I'm in the office, I do a lot of LBC support, um, mostly supporting the, the when they have problems mm -hmm. or when they have uh, governance issues or supporting the board of directors, giving them more tools, helping them problem solve. Um, I tell you what, Colorado, you know, okay, this is fine. So you sit here in Houston, and you send an email to the national office. This is when I was in LBC, and you wonder, what the hell are they doing up there? How come they don't respond, or what, what's going on? When you get there, you, you realize that they are they do amazing work, mm -hmm. uh, serving 52 LBCs, 42,000 wow. members. Uh, the ladies in the office, uh, Betsy and Lynette, Carol and Claudia and Hayden, answering the phones all day long. Uh, you, you could just stand there and listen, Bert, uh, fly on the wall. And you're amazed at the calls they get and the support they give. Um, I think that we are primarily a membership-driven organization where we, we support our membership big time, uh, with their, whether it's their background check, their membership, their clinic, uh, things like that. Uh, but they do they do phenomenal work. So I, I help support the membership services a little bit. Um, you, have a, you have a number of memberships. How many how many memberships are in, in the so country? We, we we roughly increase about one percent every year. Uh -huh. Right now we're about forty two thousand members, and that's uh -huh. about thirty three. Uh, don't quote me, but about thirty three thirty four thousand athletes and about eleven thousand coaches. Uh, uh -huh. Look at the last newsletter. I put out some coaches stats on like ten year levels and things like that. Um, forty two thousand. Yeah, we're we're a mid sized NGB. But, you know, I think that there's a lot of members out there that just train, that aren't are registered, and a lot of masters, things like that. Cool. Um, we did about, I want to say it was 800 some sanctions last year. There's probably more than that, actually. Hey, can you explain to me, this is off the phone, but explain, you have already, but just on the mic, mm -hmm. uh, the weight deal, when the, oh, the weight changes, change. yeah, well, oh, man. 
Was it? It was for the. It was for the girls, right? For the females, we Absolutely. had to make room. Absolutely. Uh, the reason we couldn't keep the weights. So the weights were changed by Aiva. Aiva was our international uh, governing association, and they were changed. They were directed to change them by the IOC, International Olympic Committee, uh, pressured from them to increase opportunities for women. So they wanted to, to increase from three to five women's weight divisions. Mm -hmm. However, you know that the Olympics are determined by quotas. Mm -hmm. uh, there's only so many beds in the Olympic Village. So, and there's only so many medals that will be given out per sport. And those take decades to, to change and increase. Um, so they had to fit the same number of births to the new weight class arrangement. So in order to increase women's weight classes to five, they had to re reduce men's to eight. So Aiba decided on these new weights. Mm -hmm. Thought it fit better. Uh, they chopped one from the bottom and, and increased the gaps a little bit. Um, the uh, the the thinking is that, that we will have non-Olympic weight classes there that will compete in uh, local, mm -hmm. in, uh, in LBCs and Golden Gloves, things like that. Um, the Pan American Games, the Pan Am Games did not change. They're still at the ten, okay, ten and ten weight classes. Uh, so. Uh, the the push by uh, Aiba is that they want to go that this will be temporary. Uh, mm -hmm. the, there'll only be eight and five weight classes in Olympic events that advance the Olympics. Okay. So all non-Olympic events will still have the ten and ten. Okay. After Tokyo, uh, the thinking is they're going to try to push those back to uh, ten weight classes for the men. So it's put us in this weird situation this year. Uh, in fact, I was just talking to uh, Shushu Bruce Carrington. He was at the Pan Am box off there in Colorado Springs. He's competing in three different weight classes in, in a matter of a month, from the Golden Gloves to the local to the Pan Ams to the qualifier. Making sure he's got everything yeah. covered. Yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, luckily, he walks around 135, so he can do that. Right. But uh, it's just not a great strategy. It doesn't put coaches in the right situation. Uh, you know, pick. You know, is it going to be 138? Is it going to be 141? You, you, you're adjusting your box in the long Long term, what is what is weight is what is walk around is. Uh, I don't. I'm really upset about the whole situation. But uh, as it was explained to me, we were dealt a bad hand by Aiba, and we're having to deal with it nationally. Is it still is it still up in the air about the Olympics or what? Did they? Oh, you want to talk about that? All right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, you know, um, that 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 that. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, man. That changes the same way those weights change. Change how coaches look at things. So did so did the Olympics being up in the air, man. So the, the you got guys making career boxing. decisions. There will be boxing in Tokyo. Okay. Okay. Both Aiba and IOC has said that, and the local organizing committee and Japanese uh, Olympic Committee and Japanese Boxing Federation have said that. Now, who's going to run it is still up in the air, and that's the kind of what uh, IOC is still dangling. <laughs> so, in order to understand, <clears throat> we have to go back a little ways. It's kind of boring stuff, but um, Aiba uh, under Dr. Wu got itself into some financial uh, problems. If you remember WSB, APB, uh, they spent a lot of money on marketing. Uh, we had about 30 million in debt. Mm. And uh, uh, we had to fess up to that, uh, to the creditors. They were putting a lot of pressure on it. Uh, There's a lot of uh, politics, a lot of dealings. Um, eventually, Aiba said, um, it's time to go, Dr. Wu. And they named a, a new um, president who came from the executive committee. It's not a, it was just a secession. Plane, and whoever's the most senior vice president becomes president, and that was uh, Gafur Rakimov from uh, Azerbaijan. Um, now, Dr. Wu is good friends with Thomas Bach, who is the head of the IOC, and he still sits on the board for the IOC. Okay, this is the part nobody talks about in the media, 
And this is really the root driving cause of this. So now you got, when Wu was removed, he asked at the last minute to be made a lifetime member, <laughs> honorary member, so he could keep his pride and, and whatnot, and they flat out rejected it. Okay. They said, no, you disgraced, you're, you're, you're out of here. We're, we're moving in a different direction. We're going to fix this problem. And Gafordo's credit came on, and he, he dissolved that $30 million in debt. He um, has uh, put us on a path to uh, correct a lot of the IOC uh, concerns about judging, uh, governance, things like that. Uh, and that's the this is what's still ongoing. But let's back up. So you got our previous president, disgraced. He's still on the IOC board, and the IOC is driving a lot of, uh, her not harassment, a lot of pressure on IEBA to uh, come into compliance. You see, you see what's happening here. So once um, IEBA is able to answer to all the IOC concerns, which they have, which they, in fact, uh, just a new story today, they were, uh, they've created a compliance committee to, oh. to make sure that they're doing all that. And there's about 42 questions that they put, they posed to them. Um, uh, once they've cleared that, and it's gonna take some time, obviously, uh, then we should all be good. Uh, in the meantime, IOC has told IEBA that they can't, that they uh, ceased, they can't play in their Olympic Games because uh, that's what they're dangling. That's what, uh, uh, what is the consequence. Um, but they've gone ahead, they, that would hurt the athletes too much. So they've gone ahead and they've made a bit of an Olympic qualification plan. It's tentative. Uh, it does involve world championships. It does involve WSB. And, uh, but it hasn't been approved yet, which then puts us in a really difficult situation. Right. If you know, uh, on, our, on usaboxing.org, we've published some guidelines on Olympic qualification, but nothing's official until uh, IEBA announces their actual pathway. So I think that's a roundabout way. Let me also say that uh, never in our recent lifetimes have we, has USA Boxing been better positioned with IEBA. Hmm. Uh, when they cleaned house, when they removed a lot of people, uh, it put us in a good position. Uh, uh, Tom Burgetts, former uh, assistant athletic director of Naval Academy, uh, he was also a pro trainer. Uh, long, he's a former executive at USA Boxing. He's now the ED, the executive director at IEBA. He's Ooh. running the daily affairs. Daily the four doesn't run the daily affairs. Burgetts does. So we got an American there in Switzerland, Lausanne, Switzerland, running IEBA. Nice. So that puts us in a good position. Also, we've got a lot of really upper level executives and committee assignments. Ray Silvis from here in Sugarland is an executive committee member, one of the senior members, one of the senior AMBC, um, the Americas Confederation members. Uh, Angel Villarreal sits on a technical rules committee. Uh, Christy Halbert sits on a committee. We've got about five or seven, five to seven Americans sitting on committees there with IEBA. So it, it definitely positions us well. Um, you know, and we're interested in doing more international. Last year we hosted the Youth Continentals in Colorado Springs. We cleaned up. We want we qualify 15 for the World Championships. Well, maybe maybe we just so uh, shake up, man. We we get <clears throat> back to our greatness here, man, in America, man. Cause we've been in a, a, a slump, even with the guys who end up winning. You know, the the the, the few times at the at the well, games. You know, we're in Olympic year right now, and that's the measure of our success. The yeah. boxing is how many medals. Absolutely, and you know we're always concerned about that. But um, <clears throat> there's no. Amateur boxing is healthy in America. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that, well, and see, that's what I was... To develop them, to get them better, mm -hmm. to get them in a position. We're winning international tournaments. Yes. We're winning lots of medals there. Uh, how do we translate that to Olympic success, which is the ultimate measure, right? Right. Um, but in order to do that, we got to keep our 18-year-olds amateur for a while so that they can develop... Got to keep them... One, they got to be the right age. To one to be... Right, right. Yeah, they, yeah. But at the, every Olympics, where you got the youngest team? Right. 
And we're sending them against, you know, 24, 27-year-old Cubans yeah. and Cossacks. And Eastern Europeans as grown men too, right? Well, because they have sports ministries, so they're they're being paid by their governments to train. Right. Um, here, uh, you know, we have a pretty good deal in Colorado Springs, the resident program. They're making right. good money. Uh, Jenny Fuse, she's there. She's been a resident a few, few years now. Um, but it's tough to keep them there when a, a, a pro promoter only has to pick one or two. Right. We're trying to support a, a team of 20 or, or more. Yeah, and, and, and the promoters are, are going to pick up the cream of the crop. Thing. Yeah. That's, who, that's who they want. We went through that a few years ago with Lupin, if you remember. And when Tyson promotion signed, he had just come off of two or three international gold medals. Mm. He, he was lined up for Olympic trials. Or how about Hector Tanahara from San Antonio? He was the I, first qualifier for Olympic trials. Turns pro before the tournament. Yeah, yeah. I remember the Lubin, the making uh, do something in uh, uh, San. Ah, damn it, I can't remember that promotion in New York mm -hmm. uh, when he went pro. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, man. But man, I want them gold medals, man. I, I can't lie, man. I grew up, you know. Watching, watching Ray Leonard and all them guys, man, you need them. You know, this is a good story. Let me, let me share with you. So last year in Chattanooga, in the Eastern Qualifier, we did a duel with German. Remember that? Right. We did it on the front end and back end. So they did a camp all week. So the German coaches were there. You got that post up there, that yeah. German duel post. Yeah. And the German coaches came in and watched some of our, our bouts during the tournament. First of all, every international coach, every international uh, um person involved with boxing is amazed at our national tournament because it's such an amazing spectacle. We got four or five rings going. Uh, no one does it like we do at our national tournaments. Number of bouts, number of uh, participants. But the comment he made was interesting. He said, he was watching some peewees, not peewees, but bands, intermediates. He said, every bout is a war. Yeah. Hmm. They don't fight like that in Europe. And he, yeah, I, I realized that in sparring. Every sparring session sometimes is a war. Yeah. That's how we train them here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we're pretty seamless here, right? We train an amateur like we're training a pro. It's our Guilty. Culture. Guilty. Right. <laughs> it's right. our culture. You train them That's all I know. each other. That's all I know. Absolutely. Right. That's what you're getting them ready for. But in Europe, they're, they're much more training the point system, how to win. Look at um, some countries that have had a lot of success that, that aren't necessarily boxing traditional places, India, China. They don't. They don't have the long history of training like we do. Right. But but they can come in, analyze it, figure out how to win in amateur style. So this is this is presents us a quandary, right? This is why OTC and Olympic Training Center are so important because we got to take our kids that are warriors who won our national tournaments mm -hmm. and take them to Europe and have them win there. Under under yeah. the, the amateur and get, style and get some experience internationally. Right. So they might they might get 20, 25 international bouts before they actually in that position, the world championships to qualify or whatever, going against the kid who's maybe got 120 bouts, but they're all international. Uh, and, so it's a different styles. And, and I believe I believe it can be done. I seen a I seen a uh, interview here uh, that my kid did, Quinn, mm -hmm. uh, since turning pro, and he said uh, the guy was asking him about his amateur experience, and he said, "Well, look, man, I." I, didn't, I wasn't built as an amateur fighter. I mean, he was telling the complete truth. I, 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 didn't, I didn't build him as an amateur fighter. I, I, be honest with you, I didn't come from that background. I don't know it. So, but he told him, he said, but I was able to learn being at the OTC, and, 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 and I did pretty damn well internationally, you know. And, and I thought to myself, he's 100% right. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't, listen, man, local, local tournaments and it's 
my guys win, right? And and, and and it's professional boxing style. But when you're in Germany, when you're in those places, you know, uh, they they those guys are built mm-hmm. to win three round amateur boxing matches, yep. you know. And so finding that sweet spot uh, is a uh, like what you said, uh, quandary. It is, man. You got to figure out. Okay, how does because it, especially if the kid is going to be a professional fighter, if he's trying to be a world champion. You can't you can't not build a professional fighter, but you got to build a professional fighter who who can also I guess right uh, uh, win a, a, a gold medal at the World Games, Pan Am Games, whatever whatever the case may be, man. And that's that's uh, does do you think it, it boils down to the cultures? I mean, it it, it you've got to add. The Olympic culture. I mean, is that why the Cubans dominate amateur boxing? You tell me. Well, there's a couple factors. So I think we need to judge. Like we judge, they judge international. So uh-huh. we're, we're taking the best styles on, right? When they when they box international, there's no American judges on their belt, right. right? Right. So you need to, you need to conform to what they're looking for, right? What the what the style is. So teaching that is a challenge. They teach that. That's part of going to Olympic Training Center. Well, but that's a tough adjustment in a couple week camp, right? right? Right, 100%. So, so okay, um, what it's going to take is is a culture change. It's a boxing education. So one of the things that we've been working at, uh, Chad Weigel in Colorado Springs, is now our new boxing education coordinator. We're going to roll out a new boxing education program later this year, and hopefully it helps serve that. Uh, coach Billy Walsh is our head uh, high performance team head coach. He uh, likes to say, "You train one boxer, you train one boxer. You train a coach, you train fifty boxers." Mm. So putting that in place, kind of, um, I like that. there's no, there's no um, secrets up there. Right. We're not trying to hide things. Right. Um, coaches are welcome to come in with their, their boxer. They they want that. Um, so so by uh, instilling this new program, maybe that that will teach some of those fundamentals uh, at the local level. That then they're they're better prepared and they're ready when they get to OTC and they're better prepared for international bouts. Maybe that's uh, that's a path down the, the right solution. Well, I, I, and also, uh, I don't see where uh, a future professional is not being hindered by learning how to fight an uh, amateur fight. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a, a more education. Well, that's just right there. Yeah, I mean, there's situations. I mean, you end up in a fight. <laughs> you may lean on some of those uh, punches and bunches and move. Right. You know, so uh, I don't think it hurts our guys. I think our directors are just... Yeah. I, to, I think to, some of the main things are pacing. Right. It's a lot different fight. Yeah, right. Three, three minute rounds. There's no it's slow starts. Mm. <laughs> well, there's no such thing. There's no such thing as drowning an amateur, a top amateur fighter because it's a pace. It's it's, it's balls to the wall. Boom. Let's go. Yeah. And and you you'll be stuck holding the bag, waiting on your spot, and spot never came. I agree with you. On that note, uh, one of the things that Billy likes to teach is uh, a, a quick warm up because you know you've been in situations. Oh, hey, our bout's up. We we got to hustle. So, have so I. quick warm out. <laughs> have I. Yeah. Hey, where's the red corner? Yeah, man. Oh, let's get over here. Oh, so, so uh, a quick warm up then should translate to being a fresher and, and a faster start. Right. Okay. So, um, actually, in Reno, we've got, we're introducing a new concept um, during our Western Qualifier Tournament, and Chad's going to head this up, is uh, a workout room. And it's not a workout room. I'm going to call it a coach's room. Okay. This is where coaches can uh, work their boxers out, whether it's for weight management or warm-ups. And in the mornings on a couple of days uh, on the schedule, Chad's going to lead. Chad's been an assistant coach with the high-performance team. He's going to lead the, uh, a group of boxers through the warm-up, the high-performance uh, team 
uh, I, I forget what they call it, but, but basically it's the warm-up they do before a workout. Kind of so, so slowly we're educating, we're spreading that culture uh, down to the, the local local levels. Mm. Ah, that's good, man. That's, that, it sounds like to me that uh, at the national, at, at, at OGC, we, we we're staying on top of things, man. Those guys. So it sounds like the right training are in place. So yeah, let's talk about that. With the right direction. So we do have an Irishman as our head team, head coach. Got to be a great guy. Uh, no, <laughs> no, he's a he's two time Maiba coach of the year. Great mm -hmm. success. Fought in the Olympics himself. Was a great international boxer. Mm -hmm. um, he, he trained, uh, you know, lots of guys: Conlon, uh, Patty Barnes, mm -hmm. Katie Taylor. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, he, he he jumped in there with Clarissa Shields. Was already already uh, kind of winning gold medals. I remember, but he's won gold with Clarissa as well. Uh, one of the most successful and respected coaches in the world. We're right. lucky to have him. Walsh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's surrounded by Americans. Right. Kay Caroma's there. Augie Sanchez. Um, these uh, Augie Sanchez. Yeah, Augie's our junior team. I didn't coach. know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we got a picture of him up there in the wall fighting Floyd Mayweather. Nice, nice. Um, Was he out of Vegas? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, still okay. in Vegas. All right. Um, and then uh, there's opportunities for grassroots coaches to come there. Uh, last November, there was a call for coaches. I, I encourage you to put in your resume. Mm -hmm. um, I encourage, in fact, we've got a couple here. Uh, Christine Lopez and Nora Lopez both went up there and took turns in camps. You know, Jeff is up there mm -hmm. from San Antonio. So there's a lot good presence of Texans. And there's opportunities for coaches to, to elevate and, and get there. Your boxers have success. You want to go with them. You want to be up there, too. Um, and then there's also opportunities for some of the junior and the youth team members for their, their parents if they want to come observe or their personal coaches can come observe. Um, so there's a, there's definitely a, uh, we probably, we surround Billy with about almost 30 American coaches mm -hmm. uh, that he can help, uh, that can assist him and teach his philosophy as well and uh, trickle that down. So every camp is full of uh, grassroots coaches. Which, uh, uh, as an accessory, it seems like to me, especially if you're going to add, add, to the culture of fighters, you need to have the Absolutely. guys who's building them from the beginning up there learning, okay, what's the directive? What's what how how do I don't know a single boxing coach that doesn't want to go member. <laughs> you know, uh, uh well and there's also that that link, right? That communication between the high performance team and, and, and uh what what you want your boxer working on when they're local. So they right. need to be communicating with their, their personal coaches. A thousand percent, man. How did he? How, how did Walsh end up the head coach? Oh, you'd have to ask him. I've heard him saying in interviews. I think there was some issues there in Ireland with whatever it was a contract or yeah, things okay. he wanted. Um, you know, their um, boxing's their biggest sport, and there is a, uh, a whole lot of funding in their country for uh, Olympic sports. And I think maybe he wanted to uh, have more resources and, and be able to do more. Okay. Um, and then he saw an opportunity. Um, and obviously, we have some resources ahead. We had need for him. Uh, we got some funding from the USOC uh, to hire him, and uh, you know he's been a, a kind of a, a cornerstone in, in rebuilding this uh, program. Shout out Jeff, Coach Jeff out of San Antonio. We Jeff talk, Mays. we talk, because I, I need to know what's going on, man. And and he's believe it or not, he's you know, I don't know very many coaches who's not open and honest and transparent as far as because especially amateurs. Because why we all want to win. And uh, me and Jeff talk a lot through text and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. man, look at this, coach. This is what we was doing there. And then, oh, really? This is what, you know, and we, we talk a lot, man. And, and, and I love everything that seems to be going on up there. Uh, 
You know, just not a guy with secrets. Just all about spreading the knowledge. Transparency. Uh, right. He was that way in, in Saba, in South Texas. He'd write a newsletter on their website about coaches' education. That's a good guy. Um, he's participated in, in the National Coaches Committee. Um, he, he's about. He's all about training and helping others. You know, yeah. he's looked after other people's boxes. He's had. He's all over the place. He's had to have other people look after his as well. He sent. He sent guys. He sent a guy the other day. Now, hey, coach, I, I, one of my guys needs some sparking. Can you give him some sparring? Tell him to pull up. And he pulled up and we worked out, man. I, the, the secretive guys, they'll, they'll fall by the wayside because you're trying to get better, man. You're trying to train guys. You're trying to uh, build these kids up at every single level. Mm -hmm. So uh, shout out to Jeff, man. Uh, real great guy. You know, that, that comes back to, uh, to what we talked about. Boxing's a tough sport because there's no teams, right? Yeah. Everybody... Everybody's fighting for the same sliver of the pie. Right. And that pits coaches versus coaches and boxers versus boxers, obviously. But in order to, to get better as a whole, right, it takes a village. It's mm -hmm. crazy. And so that's why we need the LBC. That's why we need USA Boxing and shared resources and pool together. And that's why, you know, that's kind of my passion because I don't have a dog in the hunt. I want to see everybody succeed. Um, usually, usually, I know both corners, both, both boxers, I know both bucket men. You know, so so really, that's where the LBC and uh, USA Boxing can come through with support to to kind of make us better as a whole and, and provide resources all together, so we can all see. Like you said, we all have the same goal. Right. I don't care if it's fighter A, B, red, blue, Dude. whoever it is that wins that goal. The goal that matters. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of fighters when I think they 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 and coaches they'll meet me and and I'm saying, man, look, man, you kid this that and the other, man. I'm I'm rooting for. Them. Give me the link. I'm watching, and they 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 kind of, oh really? Yeah, man. Yeah, I want your kid to go down there and win. That's what I want, you know. And 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 if I've been told, you know, coach, you say too much, man. <laughs> Ask me, I'll say it, you know, because I'm not trying to. Uh, I believe what I'm telling you, right? <clears throat> I want you to take it, use it, and, and utilize it and become successful. Because I feel like I'm winning yep. if your kid's winning. And, and, and not that I have anything to do with it, but I'm honestly rooting for these fighters, man. I honestly, they, they do too much work, man. Yep. Uh, they getting hit in the head, man. Mm -hmm. So you only get so many of those in your life. So uh, They're putting it online. Right, absolutely, man. Transparency, I think, is it, it keeps you honest. Yeah. It keeps it, it weeds out the uh, the bad guys. And, and, and you get successful fighters in the end. You, uh, you put up that picture of me, and that, remember that picture was from that award show we did over at Fighter Nation? Yep. And that took me back to that. That was a glorious moment for me and for, I think, for the LBC because. Absolutely. Because man. we all felt like we were celebrating each other. Dude, I was surprised. We I didn't know. We were proud of yeah. everybody. Yeah. And, and, and that, you get inspired, and you get, you, you, we all shared in the success. A thousand percent, man. Right. A thousand and that's that's really the culture that's going to make us all better. That, that's why golf has, has succeeded, I believe, over some other areas. I agree. We see the national tournaments. Look, some boxers can go on their own. And you always have Don, shout out to Donis or, or uh, Paul Rodriguez or people that are J Coach Johnson jump in there and help anyone. Right. Or you see a coach by himself taking a box to the ring. Hey, I've got the bucket for you, Coach. i got the right. school. Right. And, and you see that in the goal. Hell, we probably had we've had tournaments where we had fifty boxers up there at the national tournament. You don't have fifty coaches at all. No, right. and you can't afford. You can't take the time off from work, right? 
And so uh, that's kind of a, that's what I, I'm most proud of in the Dolphins is well, the and, way and, everybody comes together. And, and and not to even give them a second of time, but you know the the the, the secret the the not team play they fall by the wayside, man. The the, the guys who who uh, they show the true colors. Yeah, man, they're gonna get out of the way, man, because it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. I, uh, that award ceremony. I remember you telling me, Coach, you gonna come up here. We get, we're gonna uh, uh, give uh, Quentin. You know, sure, man, of course. And, that, and, and so I, I, I get called up and get a plaque. Boy, I was tickled to death, man. I called my wife, man, do you believe they gave me something? You know, and, and, but it does. It makes you, it makes you root. Uh, I forget the young gal. Uh, she got uh, recognized and, and, and she had a nice story. Uh, young little Sarah Dawson. White lady. Uh, white girl. Yeah, man. And it was touching, man. And she was saying how much uh, the boxing family meant to her mm-hmm. in her life uh, story, right? And I was sitting there going, right, that's what it's about, man. That's what it's about, 100%. Boxing is different. You know, oh, I try it? to, you be, it's hard being in Olympic City because you, you're out there with USA Hockey and USA Basketball. They don't get it. Boxing ain't a, ain't a sport. Boxing yeah. is a life-changing thing. Look, I love volleyball, I love basketball. Oh, it's, it's, it's nothing, it's it's nothing against the other sports. Right? It is nothing. It's all that. But boxing uh, on a daily basis in every gym across America is uh, saving kids. It's keeping them off the streets. It's uh, changing their lives. Um, my favorite story is, uh, you know, because coming up, I, I observe coaches, observe gyms, and they ask you guys, why, why do you do it? You know, why do you, why do you give up family time every night to struggle to, to make the rent? You know, a lot of kids ain't paying gym dues. They can't afford it. Right. Um, you're, you're trying to reach socioeconomically. Um, challenge. Challenge. Right. People in society try to build future world champions because you're making a difference. And every time I ask a coach that, the answer is the same. Because I have to. It's a no-brainer. Right. It's automatic. Because somebody in their life invested that time, invested that spirit, and now you're paying it for it. Now you're giving it back. Um, I had a, uh, a coach I grew up in D.C. who told me, hey, look, nine of my ten friends are incarcerated or dead right. when I was growing up because I made it out. And it's because of boxing. And now he goes. Now I'm 70 years old. I got to run the gym. Right. It's what I do every day. It's brutally honest, man. It's brutally honest when you, you with these kids, with you as a trainer, you're gonna pick the scabs, man. And 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 it's gonna be exposed, man. In that ring, and 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 right. I, you know, my son being a dual athlete. You know, my family's full of athletes, mostly boxers. But uh, I don't see the brutal honesty, and I'm sure maybe. I don't speak on MMA and stuff like that because I don't I don't know it, but I I'd imagine it's similar, I guess. But with boxing, man, you got to get down <coughs> to the to the bone, man, and and build it up because the truth's gonna come out. Mm-hmm. The truth is gonna come out. There's no tackle to lean on, no center to help you block this guy. You know, uh, it's very it's very it's, it's very real, I guess. I guess what you're saying and. and and I said it before on the podcast, I don't know a single boxing guy who's walked away from the sport. I really don't. I, they, you just said it, a 70-year-old guy. What do you mean while I'm in the gym? What, what, we got a 70-year-old here, uh, Ray. Mm-hmm. He's still here. He's got a kid he works with. He still comes here every evening. You know, you, you can't walk away, man, because... Uh, it's a calling. Yeah, it absolutely is, man. It sounds, it sounds, uh, it sounds cliche, but... 
Hey, man. You know, I didn't realize it. I didn't realize I was getting drunk. I thought I was finding a hobby or something fun. No, nah, I thought bro. I was getting the best seat in the house to, to sit there. No, nah, bro. But <laughs> I realized when I started to, to work with amateurs, when I started RJ especially, and you're seeing kids grow, not just progress from match to match, you see a kid grow from the opening bell to the final bell, find themselves, mm-hmm. learn about themselves. It, it became a passion. And now, you know, I think my skill set helps complement a lot of skills that are missing in, in amateur boxing. And like, you know, I think I found my calling. I found my, my call to serve. And I think that's Absolutely. what I can relate with because for me, I'm not a boxer. I'm not a coach. Right. I'm not going to try to coach. I might, I might hand you the water bottle, coach. Yeah, you right, right, right. Play your position, right. Yeah. But, but uh, for me, it's my way to contribute. It's my way to, to, to serve you guys, the coaches, and, 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 and make you all better and give you more tools. It's a beautiful thing. Can I, um, so, since I've joined USA Boxing National Office, we've run some really good national events. They're growing. Helen, uh, Chattanooga, we have 1,000 boxers. Mm. We've got a tournament coming up next week, uh, or the week after next in uh, Reno, it's a Western uh, qualifier. qualifier. We've already got over 800 signups. I'm expecting about 850, 875. Um, our tournaments are growing. They're coming uh, more and more. Um, and I believe that the success of our national events is one of the best things we do at USA Boxing. But there, it's for a couple of reasons. Um, it's amazing the volunteers. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you can have 75 to even 100 officials come out, volunteer, get, take up their vacation time, come out there, dedicate themselves to working the glove table, to setting up rings, um, to getting everything ready. It, it's awe-inspiring to see. Um, uh, in Salt Lake and in Chattanooga, the officials stay till the very end and helped us. We packed up the truck before midnight. Mm-hmm. And, and it was amazing to see that. So I'm, I'm, I'm inspired every time. Um, shout out to our, all of our national staff members, our communications department, Brian and Jeremy, uh, Taryn Castellotti, you guys seen her name. She's key to putting together these events. Um, Abby Smith, Liz Dominic, Derek Radel, they're all, they're all great uh, contributors. I couldn't do it without them. But the, the national events um, have grown. And I think that there's a reason for that. And I, I believe in three fundamentals to a, a great successful event. Uh, the first is a check-in process has to be smooth. How many how many coaches have I heard say, oh man, I went here and I sat outside for two hours mm-hmm. in the sun, mm-hmm. waiting to get, or waiting across the scale. That's the last thing you want is a boxer two hours waiting across the scale, right. dried out and starving. So we have to, we have to, we have a responsibility to when you arrive, hopefully we don't have any kind of line ever. It's a smooth check-in, check-out. In uh, Salt Lake, we, we, we ride in time in, time out. Every boxer who didn't need triage, which is where book repair is done, mm-hmm. was in and out in less than five minutes. Awesome. So, so that's been a successful goal. Um, number two is information flow, right? Because you've been in events, right, where you get up at four in the morning and check, see, am I boxing today? Yeah. That's not leading to great success. No. So you need to know when you're boxing. Uh, I put up as much as I can. Um, when, when boxers are going to be uh, competing, put up the brackets, put up the competitors list so they know if they have matches. Uh, the unopposed list is key because as a coach, you want to focus on your match. The right. boxer needs, you're shielding the boxer, but you want, you want to know when, when does he need to be ready? And if you don't know that in eight hours, then, hey, that, then that's not, that's not ideal. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so information flow is key. And we do that a number of ways, social media, obviously the website, uh, through WebPoint, et cetera. And then the third thing, uh, is you gotta have good decisions. It's pointless bringing a thousand boxers tournament if only 80% of the results are correct. Right. So that is where our RJ commission is amazing. Again, great group of volunteers. They don't get paid. 
They they um, they meet weekly. They set up a, a valuation system. They set up a pathway to bring in new officials and recruit new officials. And most importantly, they're testing. Hmm. You know, we expect the best boxers. Boxers are tested, right? Every right. match. Right. And the best boxers go forward is, is, is what we want. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like college professors. You know, officials shouldn't get to work the finals because of tenure. Not at all. They need to. They need to be sharp during the tournament. They need to be evaluated, and they need to. They need to. The best ones during the week work the finals. Checks and balances. Checks and balances. So Sean Reese and the coaches commission, Angel Burrell, Bo Campbell, Patty Pliner, Mark Calloy, everybody on that committee has developed a great system of testing, uh, not just for clinics. Those clinics tests got a lot harder too, right? Because you need to read, hey, read the rule book and be ready yeah. if you're going to be judging. But then also during the tournament, in Excel, every judge is evaluated, every score, every round, every bout against the norm, against the median. The outliers score low, and guess what? They don't get the opportunity they don't to score the right? Hmm. And then when it comes time to in doing lights, <coughs> based on the highest performance, you seen that we do uh, rankings now, the judges and the referees. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, those are published websites. Why not? Right? I, I, no, I, I backed that a thousand percent. Exactly. There's exactly. nothing more heartbreaking than seeing an incompetent uh, result. I think we've made great strides in national terms. Of course, you're going to have some uh, coach that got robbed or, you know, ah, you're going to have close right. fights. Right. There's going to be a certain percentage of, of close fights. Like we talked about that Pan Am box off. Almost every bout was 3 2. Right. Because it was upper level competition. It was the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Right. And you only got three rounds. That's it. Um, so you're going to have close fights, but that's the key, is evaluate so we have the best guys in the seats for those close bouts. Shout out to one of my mentors, Ricky Webb, uh, former golf uh, chief oh, official Ricky. from Malvin. Yeah. Now he's uh, retired in uh, Jacksonville up in uh, North Texas. Uh, Ricky taught me, he goes, hey, there's nothing wrong in boxing that can't be fixed by putting the right person in the right seat for the right bout. And I think that's how we fixed a lot of uh, judging issues in golf. Uh, Angel Herrera, myself, Bambi, I'm sure there's others that I'm forgetting, Diane and Alex, who, who spend time to do judging assignments. Put your best judges, put, put your best referee in the toughest bout, put your best judges in the bouts that have the most importance, that are the toughest to judge. Shout out uh, Angel. I never had a bad experience with Angel refereeing any of my bouts. I, I think he's pretty fair. And he lets him fight. He lets us fight. I mean, he, he, he he's protective, but... Yep. Uh, when he's rapping, I, I feel like, okay, everything's going to be straight. The guy's going to win, deserves a win. Uh, or, or, you know, he's going to let us box it out. All right, you guys want to talk a little controversy. So when I first came to the golf, there was, um, uh, like I said, uh, he, there was bad decisions. And that's part of the reason I got involved. And there was a movement. Uh, Angel was part of it. And there's and others, Ricky and others, and Moy. Uh, we, we need to get weed out a few bad eggs. Mm-hmm. You know, and that happened. I'm going to lie, that happened. And I think we're the fairest judges of all uh, in the Gulf. You see it. South Texas comes over all the time. Southern won't fight in their own LBC. Sorry, sorry, guys. Um, right? Right. Yeah, you can vouch for that. And they know the culture there. And they come here because they know they're going to get a fair shot. I've seen lots of times where the guy coming around the road wins a split decision in a close fight. Oh, yeah. Because here it's red and blue. Let me say black and white and brown. It's red and blue. Every judge. Let me, let me say this, man. That's not to say that's not to say that there ain't uh, results that you won't agree with. That, that, that there's a, I, I it's weekly, weekly, right? Weekly, you hear my kid was robbed. My kid was robbed. Maybe he was. I don't know. 
But boxing is a sport where, uh, sure, there's rules and everything, but it's still it's still a, a uh, how, how do I say it, Mike? Is it, you don't know what I was looking for. You know, you have your opinion. Subjective, subjective. So, so it's not it's not that we're saying bad when you got a, a good group of refs and, and judges that bad decisions don't happen. It happens on every level of boxing, but for the most part, uh, most part, I'm saying I've been I've been competing here since 08, 09. Yep. I. You know, I've never, besides my philosophy of not allowing my fighter to complain like that and say, oh, we got robbed. That, but it has nothing to do with the outcome of the fight. It has something to do with me building this this kid up. Uh, but I uh, haven't been blatantly, you know, hot about nothing. I, I didn't think it was favoritism. Uh, and I've had situations in the golf where uh, people could have easily been against me, you know, because of whatever. But... Uh, I agree with you, man, that I, I don't think we have particularly uh, uh, horrible judges or anything, like some places. But it comes from commitment from the volunteers. Absolutely. And I think the national office is doing the right thing. I believe in national terms we have the best judges, uh, best officials in the world. We do it better than AIBA, obviously. Yeah. We yeah. do it much better than the pro commission. Mm. Right? Every week, every week someone's Yeah, talking about the Olympics. Right. Yeah, you know. Well, that's the, in the Olympics, they suspended every single RJ. They'll never work again. Right. <laughs> there was no Americans there, by the way. Right. Um, so, but national office has made this program that's got to trickle down to the local level. That's how we fix. That's how we fix decisions. But in order to do that, what do we need? We need to send our officials, just like we send our boxers with stipends. We need a commitment from the officials to go to regionals, represent our LBC there, and go to national tournaments. So, I mean, I've since I've been in national office, I've really relied on Texans and Gulf officials and volunteers to come and be part of the staff and be part of. Um, the time, the the, the, um, the time. Uh, sorry, the scoring system, um, even at the equipment table, ring setup, and uh, giving them opportunities because I know that's going to make them better too when they right. come back in the LBC. Mm -hmm. So I mean, that's part of this judges pathway that Sean's been working on is uh, is that the LBC needs to invest in their officials and officials need to invest in themselves. Mm -hmm. So they go on and they get better at nationals because what's that going to do? They're going to bring that back. It's mm -hmm. like the boxers bring back their knowledge from national terms and they make them better here at our local shows. That's how we get better at all levels. You know, uh, being from out of state, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Texan now, but uh, being from out of state, uh, you know, I, it never ceases to amaze me that, you know, uh, listening to the complaints about our LBC and I'm going, dude, you have no clue. You know, this is, and again, not that there aren't Valid complaints, right? Oh, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's absolutely valid com uh, complaints. There's there's bad decisions, all that, all that. But oh, it gets worse. <laughs> it gets a lot worse, you know. And I think I think here in the Gulf, we we do. I mean, we have some vocal uh, guys, you know that that they'll they'll say what they mean, mean what they say, and we try to deal with it. Uh, you know, and our organization right now is being led by a great man, Mike McTee, our executive director, and. Uh, in the past, some of our executive directors didn't take on the demons, didn't take on the tough situations. And Just that's kind of why we've gotten to where we are. Micah, in his two, two, three, almost three years now, has uh, not shied away from any kind of challenges. Good deal. So he got the women in silver gloves. Good deal. He got the women at the national golden gloves. I remember when that was a thing, yeah. He's reformed our sanctioning policy. You know, no longer are these uh, million dollar shows getting $300 sanctions. Hmm. So, so the, there's not anything, any challenge that's too big 
Uh, sometimes it's overwhelming. It creates a backlog. It's right. a lot of work. But there's no fear. And that inspires myself. That inspires our whole staff. Um, that's making our organization better. Um, so, yeah. That, that's a, a, Top down. Yeah, Top absolutely. down. Absolutely. Man, I'm loving this. I'm just sitting back in behind <laughs> the information, learning about things. This is my guy, man. I told you, this is my guy, man. This is good stuff. You know, on that note, you know, I just want to make sure that everybody knows. And like you said there, I'm accessible. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I get a little busy. I'm busy right, sometimes, right. but but uh, I, I emphasize that when I when I took the office and when I left the office and went, went to the national office. Uh, whenever you guys need anything, reach out to me, you know, whether it's Facebook or text message, hopefully. Call me. However you can get a hold of me, I'm a resource for you guys. Because to me, uh, information is empowerment, right? Yeah. That, it, it's knowledge, right? You need to know. But you guys got it taken care of in here. You know how to teach boxing, but it's uh, what's the pathway, how to excel. And that's what I'm here for. So, so everybody, 832 439 8534. Text me anytime you have a question. Well, I, 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 Obviously, can, yes. I can verify. I mean, for years, man, years, this guy has always helped out anything I've ever asked for. So, or, or about, hey, Mike, I don't know. What, what do I need to do, man? I don't know about this, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I love I love the Golf Association, man, and I love competing here. I love being a trainer here. I'm uh, glad you're back. Yeah, yeah. So you remember, you remember, I got you off the couch. Yeah, yeah. Was like, that's I was true. Like, I was like, Derek, look, because I was going to make you an official. Yeah. So look, yeah. you ain't going to coach, and you you ain't sitting at home. <laughs> so still, hold on, I still got some coaching in me. He said, so I'm happy with that. He said, uh, Hey man, uh, what you doing? Nothing. Uh, meet me for lunch. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, because look, look, this, that, that's how you get better is, is to recruit and right. get more officials. Mm -hmm. And what's a better official than a, a former boxer, former coach? Mm -hmm. uh, they got the right eyes to put on there. And, and you know, I plead, we got a lot of ex-boxers that are at home, a lot of uh, coaches who got into some franchise. Just volunteer. Come out once a month. You don't have to mm -hmm. be there every week. You don't have to right. be there the whole show. Right. You don't have to be uh, on the board. But come out and contribute. You're going to love it. It's rewarding. It's boxing. Yeah. And then you're being, you're part of the, the process, making us better. So, I mean, I love Houston. It's the best boxing area in the country, in my opinion, for yeah. training, for legacy. But, yeah, we, we need to get guys to help contribute and be out there. So, 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 so for the coaches or the ex-finders that are out there listening, what would be their first step? Okay. Say they're listening right now and they say, okay, well, I do want to help. Come to well, show. What do I do? Come on out. Come to the show. Talk to the official in charge. Talk to us. Talk to the coaches. You're gonna you're gonna get the bug, and then you're gonna want to get involved. Yeah, go to go to the golf uh, page and see when the shows are no. and, and and show up. Look, I always say I'm not saying hey go register and be a member, right? And go buy some uh, a uniform. No, come on out. Be a part of the culture, mm -hmm. and then you're gonna get the bug. Then you're gonna want to do all those things. Um, shadow, come sit with us. You can clerk. You can work the equipment table. Shadow judge. See if, if, if this is what you want to do, what do you want to spend time doing, and then register, become a member, and then, and then you're going to get carried away right after that. There's so many opportunities for volunteers. It's such a volunteer-driven organization. You see them, right? Every show, they wheel in all their stuff. 100%. Without, without the administration, the show doesn't happen. It's not smooth. Right. You know? right. I remember the day when it's two, three-hour late shows all the time. Mm. And that's not happening anymore because we have such a great organization. It doesn't. It doesn't happen. No. Like, uh, no. Uh, when I first came to Houston, man, I, okay, 
to tell on myself. Man, the show starts at two. Okay, I'll be there at five. <laughs> because, but now, now the bell's ringing. Let's go, man. Uh, where's the red corner? <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming. But uh, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm glad to see you up there in uh, Colorado, man. It seem you seem to be enjoying yourself, man. My dream job. Yeah, you know, I came from oil and gas. This brought me to Houston. I'm a geophysicist. I worked at seismic exploration for 20 years. That's just up and down, up and down. I saw an opportunity uh, during that last down cycle. I jumped, and I haven't worked a day since I got there. Mm -hmm. I'm on vacation, even doing 80-hour weeks, even dealing with the worst problems sometimes. How's the, how's, how, how, how's, how's the family, man, with you being gone? Just a, a day, day, so you go there. day like, <laughs> No, I'm serious. That's part of... Uh, it's tough. You're yeah. gone, you know? You're gone yeah. and you come back. Because yeah, I know your daughter, she's a singing. Yeah. She's a songbird. She's a children's court. Yeah. I come back, you know, that's why I'm here. We're going on spring break next week before the tournament. Um, I come back as, as much as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike Mackey's in the same situation. His family's still in Kansas. His daughters are all in college. They're all over the place. Um, and and he, he treats us like a family there, and he understands. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, they, they built into my contract, flights home. Mm -hmm. So... So that, that's why I'm home all the time, uh, at least once a month or every six weeks I, right. I come here. Uh, you know, it's the beauty of, of, uh, of uh, social media and cell phones. Yeah. We, st we stay connected. But yeah, no, it, it's tough. It's tough as hell. But it's a sacrifice. You know, all the coaches are making sacrifices. All the officials are making sacrifices. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's what it takes for me to be, to be, to serve, to, to fulfill my calling. Um, you know, she's 13. So she's been in St. Montessori since uh, she was born. <laughs> so uh, so you know, we don't interrupt that. She's, she's on a good pathway. So yeah, it's uh, constant uh, two homes, dual lives. Mm. I got two wardrobes <laughs> plus my suitcase. Mm. That's one of the toughest parts. How do I pack for a trip, four-week trip for six destinations? Um, but yeah, no, we make it work. And uh, I couldn't be where I am without that, that great support and uh, love uh, from the family. It would be impossible, right, uh, without, without the... The hell with a, with a partner <laughs> holding down the floor. You know, and, and Lauren tells me, she goes, to, you know, because Lauren's a big girl for her age. I say, you know, you want to get a couple matches, you'd be on a pose at national terms. We'll get you a couple national titles. <laughs> she goes, no, 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 no. She said, I want to I want to run a tournament before I'm 18. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. okay. So, you know, she's come out. She's done mass tracker. Um, she's done some clerking. She sold brownies at the Golden Gloves. Mm, nice. She sang the national anthem before. So, uh, yeah, we'll get her running some nice. She's volunteered before. Nice. It, it, it's so much easier, man, when uh, the family is uh, in, in, involved and in, in, in want to see uh, you be successful, as well as, you know, the, the sport, the fighters, you know? Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about um, this Olympic year. So yeah. a lot of people want to know about how to, how, to, how to get Olympics. They get calls all the time. Hey, I haven't boxed since I was nine. I want to. Can I try out for Olympics? No, wait, wait, slow down. <laughs> so that process has already started. So national championships last year, those guys are in camp. They got resident spots, all of the winners. Uh, they're going to go to the world championships and have an opportunity to, to qualify for the Olympics. But this year we're running um, three national Olympic trials qualifiers. The Olympic trials will be in December. We got the, fir the first qualifier was last national championships. Right. That decided the top two spots in the Olympic trials. Uh, next week in Reno, in a week and a half in Reno, is the Western qualifier, Western trials. That's going to decide the, the third and fourth spots. 
in the Olympic trials. So it'll be all the finalists mm -hmm. in the elite in the Olympic weight classes. And then we'll do two more uh, in October and November. October will be in Ohio and Columbus the first week, and then the first week of November uh, we're going to be in uh, California, Oxnard National Pal. Will be another uh, uh, national. Oxnard, boxing town right there. Yeah, there's some killers from there. Mm -hmm. uh, right quick, David Diamonds Boxing says, uh, "Tell Mike." He is the best thing to happen to the golf since I've been in the golf Thanks, for over David. 31 years. Thanks, David. You know, David's a perfect example of a guy who had a lot of success as a yeah. pro, and now is uh, he's teaching what um, helping out the strength. Oh, pops, uh, pops, uh, put mm -hmm. in the Yeah, all that yeah. investment of time. Now he's he's trickling that down. Uh, his uh, nephew Alex was mm -hmm. tremendous, and you know he's churning out. He's creating boxers. Oh yeah, the difference, right? Oh, the, uh, yeah. listen, they're man. all quality boxes coming out of there. We talk a lot, and uh, and David says, you know, Coach, uh, how crazy is it that two two trainers down the street from each other in Katy, Texas, are develop some of the top boxes? I said, yeah, athletes out here. Yeah, he some athletes. He said, man, we right down. I mean, we literally less than a mile from each other. And and David's one of the top trainers here, easy. Uh, and I've seen it. We was in business together before. I, I watched them develop kids from the very, very ground up. You're getting a decent little scene out here in the West Oh, yeah. Side. Absolutely. I used to have the gym right there with Rosemary down nearby, and you got a couple other gyms. Phil? Phil's got a good gym. Phil's here, uh, down the street. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's boxing in, in Katy, man. West Houston, man. Ronnie does a good job recruiting and getting kids in there. He gets plenty of people in his gym. Uh, there's uh, my Ray, man. Ray, this is the home of Golden Gloves and uh, right. and Amber Sports. So yeah, uh, uh, Tim, Tim, that's still well, that's West right. Houston. Tim's over there in the Dairy Ashford. Yeah, he's oh, right. Charlo's right down. Charlo's is down. Yeah, man. It's 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 boxing all over Houston. East side, east side, of course. Yeah, south side, north but side. we out here on the west, man, doing our part. Uh, Good. Out here in the suburbs, but yeah, you got a lot of good. You dominate football out here, high school football. Yeah. So you got a lot of good athletes here. It's a good area to be. My here. son uh, won the uh, SBC championship, uh, 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 prep school championship. Man, you ought to see that ring. Did you see the ring? I, I posted. Big old nice. freshman because he played varsity ball right there. And uh, uh, wide receiver, man, he's uh, a. Yeah, that was a nice ring. Yeah, man, that's boy, that prep school, man. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to El Tosa time. He's a. Uh, He's the funnest guy to watch in between rounds, right? In the corner. I like uh, I like watching David because uh, he gets in the ring and then shows you exactly what you need to do. He acts it, he, he acts it out. And I said, look at this, man. No, you need to do it like this. And he'll start jabbing and stuff. Yeah, man. It's, he gets involved, man. He's excited about the fights. And uh, yeah. he, he puts out a great product, man. And them boys can fight, man. They come here all the time. We, we spar all the time. But you know what? And I tell people. Because we do our Spar Wars events. I said, hey, man, fight the best, man, in order to be become better, you know. Uh, and, and, and we get gyms coming from up north, uh, out in the east, every, everywhere, man, because uh, competition is the, the, the cornerstone of uh, getting better, man. Uh, yeah, boxing, uh, boxing in Houston is healthy, man. Yeah. I tell you what's something I'm really excited about. You know, um, when I got to USA Boxing, we inherited all these 2018 contracts. All those national events were already in place. Mm -hmm. And we kept going in December to Salt Lake City, Utah. And I love Salt Lake. I've been there five times now in the past two years. Great city, but in December, that's asking a lot of our members. The flight delays, uh, treacherous driver right. to get there. 
And, and every every time we're there in December, we're like, what the hell are we doing? Right. We need to be in the Gulf Coast. Right. Remember a couple of years ago, we were in Mobile. Uh, they loved it. Uh, National Golden Gloves were in Lafayette. Loved it. Mm-hmm. So um, our recent announcement, our Olympic trials and national championships, December 2019 is going to be Lafayette. in the boot. Yeah, yeah, Lake, yeah. Lake, Charles, Lake Charles. Lake Charles. Yeah, Lake Charles. that's right. We're going to do it. Uh, we'll be at the Civic Center there right on the lake. And then we'll also be in the Golden Nugget for some functions. Yeah, right um, so, right. Yeah. That's the right place to be. Right Shorts down. weather, beach weather. Right down the road. Yeah. Best food in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Crackman Center. <laughs> Crackman Trail. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, I'm super excited about that. Um, we expect that to be a huge event. Let me be clear about this. This is the Olympic trials for the elite boxers. So, 19 and over, they must qualify through the pathways we have. Mm-hmm. Now, the non-Olympic weight classes will be open registration, and then all the other ages will be open brackets. So there'll be lots of opportunities for Houstonians, Louisians, everybody to, to come in a, in a major tournament in their backyard. Um, there may be some caps on that to keep the numbers down, but for the most part, everybody who boxes in those divisions during the year will get invites, mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, we expect a, a great tournament. Great, uh, Working with them has been phenomenal. Working in Louisiana has been always great. I love going over there. I love working in the Southern LBC. All my friends were there. Arthur. Lake, Lake Charles is right in the middle, too. So New Orleans will be mm-hmm. there. I'm sure Mississippi. Mississippi fighter. They got, they got a little scene out there. But from, from New Orleans to Houston, that's right smack in the middle, man. Uh, perfect. Perfect uh, uh, location, seem like, for, for our two states. So at this tournament next week, you know, um, getting back to I'm here to listen to what you guys want. Um, I want to hear feedback. We do a coaches survey every tournament. Uh, we did a Q&A in Salt Lake. And one of the things that uh, comes up constantly with parents and coaches and, and boxers is about the student athletes. It's a big burden to go spend a week during a school year. Uh, oh, so. um, I had situations here when I was in the Gulf of kids going and winning national silver gloves or national JOs and coming back and they have more than 10 absences in mm-hmm. school holding mm-hmm. them back. Some of you would have to go before judges. Uh, you know, I'm a master letter writer. I write <laughs> so many letters to school administrators. I've had to write to judges. Um, and that's a concern, a major concern of mine, because, you know, they're missing for football or basketball, no problem. Right. But now boxers, just because they're doing an endeavor outside the schools, uh, a lot of times they're getting penalized. So we're going to introduce something new in Reno, and that is a study hall. We're going to have a dedicated, quiet space for student athletes to go and do their work. You know, Sometimes there's three and four people in a room. It's a little crowded there. You're also eating, and uh, you got your equipment everywhere. It's a little. It's not really always conducive uh, to do their studies and their, their work away from home. So we provide school excuse letters, explaining to the administration uh, what we're what we're accomplishing in national tournaments. Hopefully, they can get their work ahead of time. And then at the national tournament, now there'll be a study hall, so they can sign in, sign out, document how many hours they've done. Hopefully, they can take that back to their school. Yeah, their completed work. And they can avoid Saturday. What more? Summer. Right. What more do you want? If, if you guys are providing, I mean, hopefully the teachers and, and when they speak to uh, school administration, give me give me that week work. Yep. Uh, what you what you need me to do? Because uh, you're right. Boxing. When I was when I was a young young kid, man, I, I remember uh, boxing being a part of uh, parish sports, which you know, like the Outside of school, the uh, parks, you know, the different parks that have football yep, teams. Yep. And that was boxing at hours uh, as well. Um, but 
like you said, the, the schools don't have a boxing team, so they don't look at it as right. a uh, part of their curriculum. Yeah. As part of uh, as part of that, so so why excuse it? Man, if you're going above and beyond and 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 and, and having a, a place to study and place that, if they do the work, give them credit, right? Yep. Seems simple. Uh-huh. Uh, we just need to reach out. Those kids need to reach out to the schools, I guess, and, and let them know. And in order for this to be successful, again, we're going to have to rely on our volunteers. We're going to have to have monitors in, in there. Um, and I want to hear feedback from the coaches and, and the parents and the kids on what they need in that space. Uh, we'll provide some school supplies. Do we need computers? Do we need printers, copy machines, things like that? And we'll right. grow it. We'll start it slow, and we'll grow it. But we need monitors. We need uh, education professionals to come and volunteer their time. You can imagine, I mean, especially if you're a homeschooling or your kids are missing class, if they have access, uh, if they're able to have uh, access to a teacher or education professional tutors, uh, that's going to be so much better. So we want to grow this. We want this to be, um, uh, you know, something that helps everybody. Great. So, Great. so we do need volunteers. If you know anybody that wants to be part of that program, uh, we need them. We need them. Great idea. Very, very. It sounds like you guys are really committed to the success. Amazing. <clears throat> no, this is that man. Yeah, I see. He's all right. Talk about my goals. So my main goal is more competition opportunities mm-hmm. for boxers because you get better in competition. Yeah, when there's a draw, you you're getting better because uh, you're owning your skills. You're t- able to transfer what you've been working on in the gym. Mm-hmm. So my goals for the future are uh, more uh, non-elite competitions. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we can, because uh, we have minimum ballot requirements for the for the boxers to come to our national tournaments, but we expect them to find those ballots locally. Right. So I want to I want to I want to serve the underserved in the future. I want to create a tournament that, that has uh, opportunities for novices, opportunities for more for peewees, for the ladies, for uh, masters, and we've created an adaptive boxing program. We're working on. We did a, an event last uh, last year in San Antonio. We'll do another event this year, and I want them to be part of our our national tournaments as well. Uh, amputee boxing, and then we'll grow that hopefully into a Paralympic wow. sport. Yeah. Um, so, so that's one that's one of the things I'm working on is more competition uh, opportunities um, at the national level, at the regional level. Last year, I didn't just work national tournaments; I also worked the Roy Jones Invitational, the National PAL, the Gene Lewis, the Region Eight JOs. I'm sure I'm leaving a couple other visits I did. So, uh, John Brown has instilled in me a commitment to uh, help build up our regional tournaments too. Because that's our proving grounds. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's they need to be well done. Remember those three pillars. You know, if, if guys are getting treated badly at regionals, we, we want to help them. And part of that is through technological advancements and, and smoother check-in, smoother uh, tournament administration. So those are some of my goals. Um, my second goal is better LBCs. Mm-hmm. All right, we need to make the LBCs better. It's it's obvious to me that there's haves and have-nots amongst the LBCs. There's New York Metro that's got uh, events every all the time with lots of uh, clubs, lots of participation, lots of um, big shows and money. And uh, same thing in Chicago, L.A., Jesus, three changes every weekend. Oh, wow. Southern Cal. In um, Texas, Texas, we dominate. And that's not fair. That's not fair because there's a lot of LBCs out there that only have 100 members. And if they don't have, if they have 100 members, they got no budget. They got no fundraisers. Right. How can they support their boxers? So you see the champions coming from the same area. So... Um, I got a plan. I'm working with um, uh, a lot of people in the office, and uh, we want to create a task force with the board of directors to help improve the LBCs through consolidation, making them so they have better resources, so they have more budget, they can support more, and also that will help uh, some of the poor governance in some of the LBCs. That's 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 very uh, 
it's interesting, but it's it, it's it's very uh, challenging. Yeah, because it's a lot of it's a lot of LBCs, man. Where the, where the kids are like, I fought this guy X amount of times, mm -hmm. man. I, I, and and uh, I can't get to out of state or whatever the case may be. And it's out uh, real fighters, you know, and they need they, they so to acknowledge the the need yeah. is, is is a right and then be figuring out what to do about it but look if we can make the lbc stronger then they're more competitive they're putting sending better boxers to national tournaments that's gonna make them all better right 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 so increase uh, competitiveness but more importantly um we've had some governance problems we talked about how good the the gulf has been uh, in governance and south texas is great as well there's a lot of lbc's doing it really well there's some lbc's with poor governance uh during just my short time there's been about five lbc's that have been on oversight where USA Boxing has taken over their board of directors and is directing their budgets and Ooh. things like that. And it was through violations or whatever it was, whatever the reason was. Um, so we realized that uh, the LBCs need more support from national office. And look, they're volunteers. Right. They're usually coaches. Right. They're usually people giving their time. They're not like, for instance, all the treasurers aren't accountants. Right, right. You know, how do I do a budget? So uh, a couple of things USA Boxing's done is we've had workshops at national office. Their workshops at national tournaments and if you go to the website there's lbc resources and that's got a whole bunch of documents that we want lbcs to use to help um help inform their board of governors help with transparency um and that's going to make them better that's going to and let's talk a little bit about how an lbc is structured what is an lbc local boxing committee it's nothing it's an arbitrary boundary drawn around a bunch of clubs right bring you together so you can pull your resources so you can advance boxers support boxers right okay you guys are a club you're a board of governor the lbc is yours i can't emphasize that enough you have a vote you own the lbc governors run the lbc you just elect a board of directors a president vice president secretary uh treasurer chief president, registration chair to help to do the daily activities, order gloves, make sure sanctions are being administered, you have resources to run events. They're your daily representatives, but they answer to the governors. Right. You own the LBC. So you do that through annual meetings, you do that through coaches' meetings. Being involved, right? You do that through um, transparency and information flow. Mm -hmm. So if we can give the LBCs better tools to, to inform their governors of what's going on, that's going to increase, uh, improve governance. That's going to make you better informed. Because look, every coach says, hey, we don't need more money for stipends, or we need this, or we need that. But if you don't have a basis for where it's coming from, there's nothing in the bank. Then what are you talking about? Right. But that means you're not being informed of what's in the bank. Right. There's LBCs with $100,000 in the bank. There's LBCs with less than two grand in the bank. Right. But you need to know that, right? So transparency is key uh, in, inside the LBCs. But again, empowerment of the coaches. You guys own the LBC. It's yours. The resources are yours to deal with. You know, USA Boxing collects, collects the membership dues and then sends it back to the LBC for you guys to have governance. You know, I'm a big states' rights guy, right? You guys should decide what, what your needs are locally. Right, I don't want I don't want the is national it, office telling you you have to spend money on this. You have to do this. Is no. it is it local government? How how frustrating it is uh, with 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 the coaches not being involved and then and but giving you man we need this we need that but that they don't get involved. I mean, is that a big you part? That sign they put up in the ballparks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But have you volunteered? Right, 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 right. <laughs> but no, most of, most of it's being informed. <clears throat> right. I mean, you have to empower the governors so they know. It's like a couple of years ago, uh, I decided, uh, 
we needed to raise fees by five bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And at first, that was the most well attended coach meeting we ever had. <laughs> what, what? Taxes going up. Right, right, right. And it was a bit volatile, but I made some spreadsheets and I showed, like you do in a homeowner association, this is what our projections are, this is what we're spending, this is how much more money we get, and presented. And we hadn't raised fees in a long time. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody, all the coach said, yeah, that's a great plan. It makes sense when you when you understand. Absolutely. Right, right. So empowerment empowerment is really key to successful LBC. So yeah, that's better LBCs is my one of my biggest goals in the coming year. And let's let's not forget to emphasize where we in right now. March. Mm-hmm. Time is now for coaches to talk. Coaches right. to say what kind of governor governance do they want? What kind of representatives do they want? Because this December is election time for LBCs all across America. Oh, USA Boxing. Um, so now is the time in L- every LBC in America for you guys to decide. Hey, are we happy? Are we? Do we want to? What do we want to improve? Do we have people that will dedicate their time? Do we have smart, young, new ideas, things like that. Now is the time to get them in there. Again, volunteers. Um, and then my third goal. I started on this, but my, ultimately I want. You know, we send our boxers all over Europe. We send them to Russia. We send them for these international competitions. We don't have one here. Mm. We hosted the Continental Youth Continentals last year. It was glorious. Right. Great feedback. All the AMBC guys loved it. All the teams loved it. Everybody wants to come to America, right? Right. If we need a, a major international tournament. And also, the elites are plenty served with lots. We need a, a junior and youth international opportunity. Mm. And, you know, that needs to be somewhere key. DC, you, maybe. How do you worry about that? Well, sponsorship. Mm. So, anyway, that's my long range goal. Uh, I want us to have an annual international event that, that our high performance guys can compete in. Man, that would be nice. Yeah. That would be very nice. Boy, <laughs> our boys fly to the desert, they could, <laughs> they could do one here, huh? <laughs> right, right, right. You know, um, that's one of our goals we've been talking about as well as uh, kind of qualifiers next year for the Olympics. It's uh, been on that and hosting that here. So look for that. That'll be a major, uh, major endeavor for us. And right. it'll be great for our kids to qualify. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about hardships on uh, LB on gyms. One of the ways to help you guys um, generate revenue, stay open, is fitness memberships. Have you, have you seen a little bit about that? You want to create a new program where, hey, I want to be a boxer, but I don't want to spar, I want to compete. And that gives you a way to recruit fitness. Also, to say, I'm a certified boxing fitness instructor. Mm-hmm. And look, these are the fluent people that, that can keep your, help keep your gym open. Mm-hmm. So that's a program we, we've introduced this year. Uh, that we want to grow, and there's going to be some seminars at, in Reno about this, uh, fitness memberships. Um, you know, we talked about how the referees can have good decisions. best way is we get them all on the same page, looking at the same thing. So at every national tournament, they run a workshop day one, and that's key. That's key. So again, shout out to RJ, uh, RJ Commission for developing that, uh, new clinics and uh, ways to do workshops, because uh, that's going to get us all looking at the same criteria, right? Alright, I got a bunch of stuff here, but we'll let you guys. <laughs> no, no, no. This, this, this is your on. platform, man. Yeah. Um, alumni association. Believe me, believe me, people are listening and going, yeah. oh, oh. So, alumni association, and you know, that that's a challenge in any organization's communication, but we, we need to better communicate. So, thank you guys for giving me the platform because uh, we need to let you guys know what we're working on. Right. Constantly. And, you know, unless you're tuned in all the time, it's tough to get that info. Okay. Hey, we're working on the next project, right? Right. So um, I got the pleasure and the privilege 
for last year to serve um, on the um, committee that developed our strategic plan, the USA Boxing uh, eight-year plan. And one of the things that was key to that, we said, first of all, we said, what are we doing well? What are we not doing, doing not so well? And then what's our plan to fix it? We came up with four pillars, and one of them is to keep uh, great relationships with our alumni, mm -hmm. you know, our past Olympians, and also to convey our high-performance team and our, our representatives that, hey, you're in the family forever. Right. You know, we, we don't want you to turn pro and forget about us. When I did the Roy Jones tournament, I sat with Roy and I said, hey, Roy, when was the last time you uh, communicated with USA Boxing? Did the flight home from Seoul. Man, 80. Uh, that's 80. our fault. <laughs> that's our fault. So uh, two years ago, we created the Alumni Association, and that's to reconnect with the past and with the present. Networking, uh, alumni functions. We've had some great Hall of Fame receptions the last two years in Salt Lake at the National Tournament. We're going to do another one in Lake Charles. And I want to involve all of Houston boxing, all of our well, history you, I, over I there. Will, I will pass uh, uh, champions of uh, amateurs. They do a good Absolutely. job here. Uh, Rocky, Rocky, Raul, yeah. uh, Reggie. Reggie Johnson is always out there. Uh, yeah, all those guys, man, they 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 all in. Yeah. We need you need more of that. And, Absolutely. And especially a guy like a like a Roy Jones, you know, who who has to be what one of the best amateur boxers ever ever mm -hmm. put on a pair of gloves. He uh, you know, that's good to get him involved, man. And and plus, <clears throat> all those guys bring more uh, uh, more eyes to the to the to the events. That's that's very important. Yeah, it's all about relationships, making yeah. sure uh, we're, we stay in the family, and you know that's part of what we're talking and, about. And, 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 and our Olympians, you know, and fighters, boxer sign. Who's more approachable than fighters? Ask a fighter, catch him. Hey yeah. man, do, do you go to the local amateur events? Well, when is it? You know, they'll come out, man. You just got to speak up. You know, Errol's fighting today, and I went and saw him when I was in uh, Frisco a couple weeks ago before during his camp, and he said. I said, well, why don't you come out to OTC and see the, the, the improvements? He goes, I can come to OTC. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I had no oh, yeah. clue. You know, who's out there right now? Michaela's training there. Clarissa's training there for her hammer fight. Uh, you know, we welcome that. We want the alumni there. Right. We've got their murals up on the wall. We, we want them there. Um, real quick, safe sport. This is an issue near and dear all the coaches. Oh, you know, so. um, we have to, safe sport, we, we, we've all been watching the news. We all know about gymnastics, swimming. There's been a lot of problems and a lot of uh, lots horror of stories. Right. Safe sport needs to open our eyes. Um, this is going on in amateur sports every day. Boxing's not immune to it. I yeah. see it coming across my desk all the time. Uh, accusations, convictions, suspensions. Um, where are the caretakers? The adults are. The coaches are. The officials are. We need to protect our youth. You know, safe sport teaches us to recognize certain patterns, certain behaviors. Safe sport's not there to say, hey, don't be a pedophile. No, we know that. Right, right. Safe sports realizes that, hey, we don't have a police officer in our gym. We don't have investigators here. We are the caretakers. We're the protectors. Right. We've had some issues here at both. Yes. So it's not something we can put our heads in the sand about. It's not something that we can um, ignore. It's something we have to be vigilant about. You know, you, you as a coach are charged. You know, you're upbringing this athlete. Not just teach them how to punch, right? You're teaching them to become a man or a woman. You're teaching them uh, values. You have to protect them too. I've uh, I've sent some some uh, gals, young teenage gal. You know, when I'm when, when I'm going for the day, you going for the day. Let's go. Yeah. Well, coach, I'm gonna just step up. No. And it, it has nothing to do with. Uh, 
uh, guys in the gym or anything. It's just me being a dad. Right. You know, hey, protective. We're done here. That's so, you know, uh, and and listen, man. I remember a few years ago when Ray Leonard put out his autobiography, and he was fooled with as a by a coach, a trainer, uh, and he put it in his book. This is uh, not surprising, uh, not new news, but it just lets you know, man. It, it, it's such a, it's such a, uh, it's so bigger than what you believe. You know, if if, if you haven't been subject to something like that, yep. it's almost like you're in the boat, yep. right? You think, oh, well, that doesn't happen. Well, no, man. No, it does. And, and, and as a coach, uh, as a man, but as a coach, you're responsible for these kids, man. If uh, and, and listen, I got daughters, you know. Yeah. Let's go. It's time to go. Coach, I'm going to just, I'm going to stick around and do a little, uh, mm-hmm. some core training. No, you're going to go home, yeah. you know. And, and in the end, hey, it is what it is, you so, know. Some of this seems like a hassle to us, mm-hmm. but we have to realize that it is a problem we can't ignore. Right. Um. And because of the scrutiny, because, you know, earlier, uh, during last year, uh, Congress did a big investigation and they called, they called up a lot of executive directors and presidents to testify. Right. We had to write an entire report answering a, a whole series of questions from senators. Um, so what we need to expect is for this to, this is going to keep escalating. It's going to keep going up. The requirements are going to keep going up. Um, we have to uh, fulfill our obligations. Um, one of the requirements this year was uh, increased background checks. Mm-hmm. And a lot of coaches were affected by this, and I've been dealing with this on a daily basis. And shout out to membership services. Uh, Lynette and Hayden Wilson do a great job of, uh, of uh, serving the coaches in this regard. The increased background checks are now going unlimited on felonies and priors. So a lot of coaches who uh, have been clearing the background check just fine now, and are, you know, have served their debt and are now fulfilling a serving society, are, are getting flagged mm-hmm. and it's frustrating. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's, uh, it's it's emotional. It brings back memories that you you uh, you put you buried. But we have to realize that boxing ain't volleyball. It ain't basketball. Boxing is a redemption sport. It's a box, it's a sport of second chances. And these are the kind of people that we need in boxing gyms. People that that have had priors that have served their time and now are uh, are finding fulfillment and 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 they're they're calling to serve. So. What we need to realize is that coaches who are being flagged, there is a recourse. Mm-hmm. And we have set up an appeal system within USA Boxing. So any coaches who get flagged need to f- uh, follow those processes, basically, uh, to show that it's been taken care of, that they're not on probation, that they serve their, uh, resolve their issue, and then uh, character witness statements. And when that goes before our judicial com- committee. Uh, Background checks are basically a computer check, right? You, right. You've been flagged. They're not. They don't know who you are, right? And they're not a boxing person doing it either. Uh, the appeals are boxes heard by our peers, coaches, athletes, officials. Speak up. Mm-hmm. Speak up. Let them know. Absolutely. You know all these things. My God, it's the uncomfortable. Yep. You know that's my move. You know, <laughs> hey, let's get uncomfortable, man, because that's the only way you deal with things. Right. These things aren't going to just go away. And, uh, you know, it, people, people, a lot of people, what's confrontational to you might not be confrontational. Or I may live in a confrontational spot that, hey, man, the end game is what I'm about. And when I see, you know, especially, and, and, and listen, man, 
the bulk of these, the bulk of these things messing with children, all, all the ones you know now, you know, it's not strangers. It's 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 aunts, uncles, dads, trainers, and if you don't have those uncomfortable situations, and someone who's been through uh, uh, trouble, not per se that, but you know, you you get flagged. Hey man, look, you know, when I was. Such and such age, I did such and such. Let's have this conversation. And now look at my track record in boxing. Look at my what I do for the community or whatever the case may be. We've got to confront those things, man, because speaking solely for myself, uh, I've seen me do it. I'll confront you. I'll say, hey, man, what's, hey, what you doing with that? You know, where you, and and a lot of a lot of these, it, it is what it is. It's not a team sport. You know, it'll be a trainer have five kids with him. Okay, parents, make sure everybody's got their own room and somebody's going. You know, you got to make sure of these things. We're and, chaperones on our trips. A thousand percent, man. So so we can't shy away from this, man. We can't shy away from uh, safe. I'm not. I'm not because if I see something I don't like, man, I hey. Nope. I have no problem. You're going to have a volunteer walking to your gym wanting to help out. Yeah. Volunteers need to get registered and get cleared. Absolutely. Yeah. You're responsible for all the guys in, in your gym. Um, and like I said, listen, this ain't going to go away. It's going to it's going to escalate. Uh, we need to look for in the future uh, athletes, 18 and over athletes, getting background checks. There's a lot of pressure uh, from Congress to for us to add that, and it's coming. Um, well, we're, and, and, we're, already, we're already doing the residents in, uh, at OTC. Mm-hmm. Ask when. But um, we, we need to watch that because that's when we, the appeals are going to really. Um, well, I like I, I like what you said. Uh, redemptive, uh, you know, it's it's boxing. I mean, let's let's say what it is. It's a poor man's sport, and that's, that is what it is. You know, most of us come from poverty and and, and messed up situations. The ones who hasn't, man, great. But you know, when you get below a certain income bracket, you know, all those ugly things are there, man, and so. Uh, but that doesn't mean a kid, a, a, a guy doesn't deserve a chance to to, to improve his situation. So uh, I'm glad that that there's put in a, a, a situation where if you get flagged, you can say, "Hey, man, look, let me prove it." Absolutely. Don't shy away from it. No. Own it. Own what you're doing because that's 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 how you confront the uncomfortable. Yep. That's how you tell this guy, "Listen, man, you're out." You know, there's a, you, you get no excuse for that. I, I've messed up in my past. This what you're doing mm. is something different, man. We got to go. Uh, and boxing is a, a great ground for that, man. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to Coach Mike Lugo for helping spread the message about this because awesome. uh, we need to make sure that, that they know that there is an appeals process, that, that it is a redemptive sport, mm-hmm. um, and that there's a, there's a way to, to, to get this, uh, to be able to still serve. Right. You know, it's amazing. Hayden will tell you, and uh, I've gotten plenty of phone calls. Guys, you think they're uh, they're going to lose what their passion is, right? And when they get cleared, I mean, it's emotional. I've had tears over the phone. I bet um, because this is uh, this is our calling. Our calling. This is our call to serve. I've had I, I've had uh, guys, uh, you know, hey, coach, what's this background thing? I said, well, look, man, I, I've uh, my my background wasn't pristine as a young man, and 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 uh, I haven't got. Flag. Flagged, I said, but you know, uh, and to register, see, and then and, and now I have something to tell them. Hey, man, if you get flagged, you what appeal. was it? Uh, appeal, uh, you know, because it's there for a reason. You know, if, if something comes up, you wasn't 
letting us know, good, we don't want you, you know. But uh, uh, <coughs> boxing is a is, is a, it, again, man, social socioeconomical uh, <laughs> uh, sport, you know. I tell a guy, you know, some guy said, man, where? Tell me if you agree with this. He said, man, where are all these Russians and Eastern <laughs> Eastern European? How how all of a sudden they can fight? I said, dude. You know, the USSR fell, right? <laughs> I said, man, th those guys are starving. You know, anywhere you find poverty, you'll find fighters. You know, there's a great, there's a great uh, Dempsey quote, I think he said, uh, uh, paraphrasing, you know, uh, I didn't stay down because I was hungry. <laughs> if I didn't win, I didn't eat, you know, and, and, and Jack Dempsey, you know, so same thing today. That's why when you go to the, to the projects, to the, to the ghettos, the lower income, that's a, believe me, it has nothing to do with your uh, 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 biology. It comes down to hungry, you know. So you know the Middle East, uh, the, those Eastern European uh, countries, man. Those, those guys are fighting, man. You know, Kazakhstan and stuff like that, man. Those guys are, you know, this is what they do. So. Uh, it, have an opportunity to get pulled redemption, down. redemption, right? These guys can pull themselves up. Uh, with their with their fist, man, and and, and uh, so don't don't be scared to get involved. You get flagged. My man's telling you right now. We got a, we got a way to uh, appeal that and, and try to explain your situation. Don't don't run from it. Get involved, man. And we need we need good people, man. We need people who's uh, who's in boxing for the right reasons. And 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 I would say a majority of people uh, are, are in it for the right reason, of course. So. Uh, these steps we taking as a as a uh, as an entity, USA Boxing, man. I, I've seen nothing but improvements, man, and I'm glad we have some representation mm -hmm. out there uh, speaking out and trying to help. I mean, you know, it's a lot of LBCs, man. I hear, I hear. You know, boxing's a small community, as big as it is, man. Coach, it sucks where I'm at, man. It, it, there's no, you know, there's no growth, there's no opportunity or whatever. I can't travel like I want, you know. Uh, so it's good to have some some representation out there that understands that that was started at the grassroots level, from writing, <laughs> from writing about <laughs> boxing to refereeing to secretary to everything, you know. Well, hopefully I'm there a long time and one step at a time, and we'll keep improving the organization and hopefully um, uh, with improved governance, uh, a better board of directors, um, uh, better resources, better support from the USOC, we'll be able to achieve all those goals. And you know. Hopefully we get some gold medals and that'll, yeah, that'll make everything That'd happen. be great. That would be great, man. You know, Derek, uh, I love that you, you you don't just train a boxer, you're training the whole, you know, you're, you're a bit controversial sometimes, <laughs> religious, polit politics, but you know, that's about um, education and a lot of our members aren't uh, so well versed in those areas. Right. So thank you for the way you um, you, tra you train the whole, right? You, you, you're, not, you're not shying away from uh, stuff that people don't like to talk about, nah, nah, you know, and going back to uh, the work you do with, with Q is, is terrific. You know, I was there in Rosenberg. <laughs> what was that cat's name from Otsalon? Yeah. Gonzalez? Uh, Gonzalez, yeah. You know, I was there. I saw him walk out. Mm -hmm. He kind of judged that belt. And uh, maybe I was on the equipment table. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought, oh, here's another guy. He's gone. Mm -hmm. That was it. The rat. And then it's how you bring him back in. Yeah. Right? That's when I really, you know, I didn't know you too well before that, but that's when, you, you know, you gained a lot of respect. You sent an email after that. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that 
was probably one of the key moments in, in uh, Quinn's development. Um, and uh, that's a, that goes back to training the whole. Right. You know, it's about character, not just uh, throwing punches, but it's about uh, you know uh, development of men. And women. I appreciate that, man. I had a I had a great teacher and a and, and a father, and uh, just trying to pass it on, man. Yeah, so I believe to be successful in anything, you got, you got to stand for something. And a lot of guys, they will. If you teach them how, man, they just don't know. They don't don't they don't sit back and say, okay, what's my parameters? What do I believe? And, and, and you may not know. So develop some parameters. You know, uh, I appreciate that, man, because I, I absolutely that's my directive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can teach you how to throw a jab just like anybody, but I believe uh, there's something in common with successful men and women. And and it doesn't necessarily start with your physical attributes, but uh, you know you build up the. My dad used to say, "The only thing you own for real is what them size eleven standing on." You know, and I understood that. I said, "Yeah, you know, if you don't stand for nothing, you know, this is this is who I am." And uh, if you take a beating for the friend or, or whatever the case may be, man. You, you got to build that part up, man, for, for these guys to be successful because they're going to face uh, uh, hardships. They're going to face things they feel wasn't there. I remember that day, man. That was, that was you know, I, I, I ran a little hot, you know, I, I ran out there. But, you know, I'm proud of that, that guy, man. He's uh, he's made it through some, some very, very uh, tough things and, 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 and you know, if I played a part in that, great. You he, know, he inspires us all. Yeah, man. Yeah, he absolutely. Down the house in Salt Lake. Yeah, yeah I see, I seen, I seen the live uh, uh, feed. That was tough. Yeah, because yeah. I knew it. I was there. I saw it coming. Mm-hmm. I knew what he was gonna say, and it still it got me. He got the whole room. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's so many of those stories in boxing. Not yeah. to, not to discount other sports or any, any, anybody, but you know, this is why we do what we do and, and need great uh, guys involved, man. And, and face those, like you said, the uncomfortable, man, I don't shy away, man. Uh, so, yeah, so keep keep teaching to- religious tolerance that it's all one God, spirituality, absolutely, absolutely. libertarian politics. Absolutely. <laughs> and what is it all about? We lose sight. It's about the Constitution. That's it, man. That's it. And man. all your political beliefs need to be coming from that basis. Yeah. That one document is what makes this a great nation. You know, it's, it's hard, it's hard, man, because in this in this country, and we're not going political, but in this country, man, we we we're coming from it's supposed to uh, uh, freedom, man, freedom, man, and and you know things that divide us is so funny because you go nobody's hiding this information, man. I don't believe in that. You can you can see for yourself, man, what what these guys, uh, but as long as no one's violating you and your rights. Yeah. You, you're fine. And <laughs> you're fine. Keep doing and teaching your kids and doing what you're supposed to do, man. And uh, and I truly believe uh, that's what makes makes us great. And I know enough people that done left this country, or enough people that got in this country that says, man, you have no idea mm-hmm. the the just the just the freedom to say I disagree. Right? I disagree with that. That's nonsense to me. Man, you don't get that everywhere. You know, so 
Uh, those who don't study history are doomed to repeat it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's funny, man. None of that's hidden, man. None of that's hidden, man. Check your emotions, man, and try to, try to, and it's hard, you know, with this shooting that just happened, man, and, and, and that live, you know, I've seen the video, man. It's almost like a video game, and, and, you know, when you sit back and you go, you know the guy I believe in is the same one you go to church every Sunday, right? You, you realize that, right? I know, but they don't. They don't realize it. And it's funny because nobody's hiding that, but you but you get emotional and you get wrapped. Sometimes these guys go down that rabbit hole, bro. And that rabbit hole don't end, right? To where you got a guy. And listen, I'm not picking sides or nothing, man. When you, when you can't even go into your house of worship, man, and be safe. And that's across the board. There's been people going in churches, mm -hmm. shooting, you know, the, this mosque uh, shooting in New Zealand's horrible. Uh, all I can say is in this country, at least right now, you have the freedom to protect yourself mm -hmm. and arm yourself, man, because, because it's a lot of emotionally unstable people. Maybe that's, maybe that's the flip side to it, Mike, that along with those freedoms that, that, that make-believe safety that you think you have is not really there, you know, so, so, so protect yourself, man. Uh, and we're going to I'm gonna keep doing my part, trying to trying to build some some young men and young young women uh, to think for themselves, man, and try to you know boxing is all about controlling your emotions, man. If you let your emotions get the best of you, man, you'll make a, a mistake in a minute, you know, fighting out of anger, fear, whatever the case may be. So uh, yeah, man, we gotta talk, man. Man, you have talks all the time, man. Talk. Open your mouth, man. It's, it's that fear of, of, of the uncomfortable, man. Uh, people not wanting to talk for fear of, I guess, being judged. or. Yeah, I'm just saying. You can't have it. Yeah, you can't do it, man. You can't do it, man. Let's, you know, my philosophy on boxing is what it is, and let's talk about yours, and hell, we might come up with a better one. Who knows? You know, who knows, man? Uh, this journey is... It's, it, it's been a hell of a journey in this boxing thing, and and and, and it's going to keep going, hopefully. And, and I see us getting better, man. Uh, Just realize that we're all compliments of one another, right? We don't have to be the same. You don't want to be the same. No. You want to be uh, diverse and build a better whole yeah. when we all come together. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, so we got a big fight tonight. Uh -oh. oh, boy. Uh-oh. So, okay. Who are you picking? You got to be going with. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with Texan every time. Mm -hmm. so, what's going to happen? You know, I think the problem in boxing, amongst boxing experts, because oh. we're all experts. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, sometimes we. Uh, what you mean you don't agree with me? We, no. <laughs> we don't see the forest through the trees. Sometimes the answer is obvious, but we overanalyze because we want to have something to talk about. Guilty. And we go down that. We, 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 we over-rationalize to kind of get there, and we pass up the, the basics here. And there's a reason that there's weight classes in boxing. I mean, look at the weigh-in. One guy's coming down, another guy's coming up. So, you know, it's going to be a whole different spence tomorrow, size-wise. I, I tell you, man, that skinny spence, man, looking at him, he, he, his frame is so... Is so it's such a complete difference, man. Yeah. Uh, it's so much more man. <laughs> you know, I, I tell people all the time, man, boxing weight 
it's it's not about the scale, man. It's about it's the size differential, mm-hmm. man. And when you when you uh, not that people can't overcome it, it ha- it's happened. Sure. Uh, that was amazing. Yeah, but to look at to look at Arrow's uh, frame. Yeah. Beside Mikey, uh, Mikey's picked a hell of a mountain to climb. All due respect to him. Uh, he didn't shy away from. He took the biggest challenge he could. Yeah. And uh, one of, he's one of my favorite fighters. He. Uh, that's that, it's going to be rough, man. It, it, it's going to get rough. Although, although here's the thing. Here's the thing. For me. In my world, Mike is the better fighter. Basically, like Mikey said, I'm I'm a little bit better in everything, and I agree. I I, I see that uh, ability uh, uh, ability wise, but more so uh, style wise and thinking wise. But okay, a little bit better. Man, that's a lot more man you're gonna be in there. And what's gonna tell the tale is is which guy can take the shots from the other guy. And 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 not not in the jaw. Over a 12 round. Right. Not in the jaw. Right there in them ribs and, and, and punching him in the shoulder and all those things. Uh to, to me what, what Errol does extremely well that you don't see is he resets every time. He's always right back to his frame, to his fundamentals. Uh, and he and he snaps right back into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's difficult to break down. He's difficult to get inside and that's what Mikey's gonna have to do. So he's gonna have to push him. He's gonna have to Get those elbows out. He's gonna. And that's to, gonna be rough. He's gonna have to get him out of his uh, his perfect stance to, to to jab and set up. And that's tough to do on a big guy, and a big guy who's, who's stronger and uh, and uh, um, solid in his punch in his punch arsenal. I look for I look for Mikey to jump out in the lead for those reasons he says uh, er, earlier. I think I think his timing is gonna make it appear that his hand speed so much faster. Uh, Arrow's there to get hit for his his, his, his head don't move and like I have the crowd. Oh, even though it's in Dallas. Oh, absolutely. The crowd, and that will elevate with the way those first three or four rounds. It will affect the judges too. But I say after about four or five, if Arrow's still there, meaning you done hit him and he's still plugging away like like he's always done, it's gonna get rough, man. And and I look for. I look for Mikey to end up uh, trying to survive the last well, rounds. Robert Garcia said it. He said the key is going to be Mikey's power on Arrow. Yeah. And if Arrow can keep coming forward, yeah. it's not affecting him. Yeah, that's a wrap. And, 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 and I don't think Mikey can avoid. Mikey has to go to Arrow's body too early. So, you know, just headhunting like Mikey likes to do ain't going to work, man. You got you to gotta put the thing. So, before you tell me your pick, I, I'm going to go ahead and pick Earl Spence by decision. Yeah. Uh, though Mikey's in this fight, he's going to do himself proud. I don't think his career will be ended or none of that because I think the skill difference. Both guys come out of this elevated. Right. So so Mikey Garcia is one of my favorite fighters, and he's been for the for last couple of years and, and, and for ability reasons, and, and uh, but so is Earl. And Earl's Every every deficiency, and they're not a lot, but things I think can be exposed on Errol Spence. Every time I think he's in there with a guy who can do it, doesn't happen. Uh, and so 
you know, I'm gonna think this little guy is gonna come do it. I, I don't know, man. I, I think I think Arrow probably wins, uh, but Mike is in the fight. He's yeah, absolutely like seventy-five or so. But yeah. what we see and what the judges see could be totally different things. Draws not out of the play here. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Because uh, I'm telling y'all, early on, <laughs> a lot of Spence fans are gonna be like, "Oh man!" But and, and it's just because they're discounting Mikey rather than understanding who he is. That's all. I think one knockdown it could make the difference in this fight. It yeah. could be a, a six-five or something like that. It'll be that close. Yeah. Yeah. And. Who does uh you gotta lean towards if anybody gets knocked down? Uh I don't think I don't think I mean you he can catch arrows, he could catch him flush, who knows? Good night. He can punch hard enough, but he hasn't been, you know, clipped like that. And then it's a little guy, man. That art is so good. He's always yeah. He's, yeah. he's ready to punch all the time. Yeah. What you got? Y'all sleeping at Mikey. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Earl's gonna get exposed. Uh, I like Mikey to win. I think he'll win decision. I think he's gonna dominate the first couple rounds, like Coach says. I think he'll slow down a little bit, but I think uh, I don't know. I just think he. Uh, I think he has what it takes, and I don't think uh, I don't think Earl's gonna have the answer for him. We'll see. We'll see. I may be too much of a homer, but I think Errol's uh, best fighter in the world right now, pound for pound. That's saying a lot. He hasn't been tested yet, but I think he's, I think he's, uh, he has been for a while. I just think he's so fundamentally correct. But you know, it's an exciting time right now. There's so many good matchups in those weight divisions at 140 and 147, and uh, a lot of them from Texas. So. You know, our boy Regis Rubaru mm-hmm. got a big fight in Lafayette. Mm-hmm. You know, he's really repping rep the boot. Um, that's coming up in April. He's fun to watch, man. He's so fun. He's so tricky. He's yeah. tough. So yeah. shout out Jay Johns. Brought him up here. Uh, you know, where he just came up through Savannah. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, great uh, facility, great gym, great tradition. And uh, he's he's exceeded expectations. I got it. I got a video of uh, Errol and Regis fighting in the state Golden Glove finals. That was oh really? Watch. Yeah, nice. we fought a couple times, but uh, yeah, Regis has uh, exceeded. I think with a, a lot of expectations, he's doing great. Yeah, proud of him. Yeah, but you know, Charles got a big fight coming up too. That rematch of Harrison. I know you were uh, pretty adamant about that one. I listen, man, and I talked to his uh, dad, and I said, "Listen, man, uh, uh, which one is which?" I always confuse Jamal. Well, <laughs> I see that this is what I seen though. I see I, I, I seen uh Jamel looking for that knockout and trying to trying to perform. Confident. He's overconfident. Right. And and I said, you know, he stops for a second, throws that jab, sets up some shots, it's a completely different fight. And so it doesn't matter. I'm sure it was hard for him to lose and lose his title and all that, but but I see they signed a rematch, so I look for it to be a completely different fight. Me, completely different fight. And I like Harrison. I, I like Harrison because I thought Harrison was whooping, was giving uh, uh, old Hurd a boxing lesson all the way up until he couldn't take it no more. Uh, but my thing is, when a fight's that close, right? Don't complain. Leave no doubt the next time, you know, because that's your, that's your job to leave no doubt, and I think he will. I think he will in the rematch. Uh, uh, Harrison got to get ready because because 
uh, twins gonna lean on their skills this time more so than uh, trying to bully him. I think you know he'll box a lot, and that's and that's how he knocks him out probably. Yeah. You know yeah. by 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 boxing. So uh, shout out to Kevin. I'm gonna have him on here uh, shortly. He reached out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, it's an exciting time. We got a lot of good local pros here. Yeah, both uh, new and uh, older. You still got Eugene Hill and Alfonso Lopez there. Mm -hmm. and they got big fights coming up yeah. in the next year. That'll be marquee. You got Shaki out and Golden Triangle. Man, I like that dude, he's, man. He's shining. I he's like that champion. guy, man. That's a boxing guy, man. I, I, I really like him. I wasn't, I don't remember being so aware of him. He was runner-up in our Olympic trials. or A national champ. I think he won the PAL or something. Okay. He was a national champ. He had a real good amateurs. And, uh, but got by just quick. Just, just, just great uh, superior talent. Yeah, and now he's found his. his yeah, he's looking sharp, hours. man. Yeah. He's looking sharp. The other night at that other fight uh, on Quentin's debut, mm -hmm. we was on that show. He was the main event, and man, he looked sharp, yeah. man. Yeah. He looked real sharp. But I tell you, he looked good on uh, when he beat that guy. They brought him in. I know he right. that, that, that Frenchman was it a Frenchman? Yeah, he had a loss, so they brought him in as their opponent. Yeah, man, and he went he went and showed his naked ass, man. I <laughs> I was looking at, it, I said, man, they even put him in a. In a, in a phone booth, I said, man, they trying to get this kid, you know, and he, he boxed circles around that guy, man. I, I really like, I told Bobby, I said, man, your boy looks sharp, man. Uh, Bobby and Aaron, they're great, great trainers. Yeah. Doing a great job, doing a great job with Regis, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I want to do a shout out to Robert Redman, you know, he's a great young man. I got to see him through when he was a novice, mm -hmm. and uh, he's just turning out phenomenally, doing good work with him. Uh, great, great, uh, great character. Yeah. And uh, he's got a lot of tools. Yeah. Lot of, yeah. So with the hard work and, and the right weight, yeah, he's going to shine. I tell you, man, I, I've had him a year now, and uh, you know me. I don't just take fights and, and jump in there until I see what I see. And, uh, man, he's 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 uh, not that he wasn't built on a good foundation or anything, but introducing him to my boxing, man, he's taken to it like a, like a fish to water, man. And he... he uh, I've seen uh, uh, increases in ability, uh, but you know what? The kid had to be open-minded. He had to say, "All right, man, what you want me to do?" You know, and and shout out to him for for being open to uh, everything, everything I've, I've I've worked with him on, and, and he's fighting here uh, on April the twentieth, April twentieth, Austin, Texas. Yeah, on Underwood Promotion, and we're excited, and and I know he's excited, and. Uh, He's got a tough matchup. It's a durable guy, man. The guy can fight. I've seen him fight, man. Uh, it's not going to hit eight rounds. It's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's a title fight. Yeah, it's a. Maybe uh, uh, I mean. Uh, Look, West uh, welterweight yeah. state uh, title. But here's the thing. It's not a gimme. No, we got to be ready. He's got to peak at the right opportunity. Time. Yeah, yeah. But but we'll win. risk and reward. We'll win. <laughs> All right. Well, Mike. Shout out, man. Hey, I, I'm a. I can't even say how much I'm a fan of Regis, man. I'm a. I, now I watched him in the amateurs, and uh, and like you said, he's a uh, man. He's just a professional prize fighter. He he he's, he's tricky. He's difficult to fight, man. I don't think anybody wants to be in the ring. And he's he, he seems to be uh, hungry for 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 great you know greatness and, and proving it and. And you couldn't pick a finer representation of my city 
Uh, everywhere he goes, he represents as well as Houston. You know, uh, I'm very proud of that guy. Uh, watching the success, and 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 I plan to go out there to that fight uh, in Lafayette. So, uh, man, I. I, I promote him like as if I got something to do with it, man, because I'm really a fan. Just a fan. Just a fan, man. I like all of my – me and Bobby's partners, man, I like everything he does uh, with these guys, man. Uh, they have a good, good situation over there, man. I really like to see all our local guys, you know, go from amateur champions to, 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 to the pro ranks and, and, and do things and, and – Accomplished so much, especially these guys winning these titles, the Oshakia, Regis, all these guys, man. I, uh, it's coming, man. They, I, and I tell you, man, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the field, man, and I don't see, I don't see where they shouldn't be able to keep going. You know, uh, both of those guys. Uh, he's still rising. He's still on the rise. Right. He's got a lot of time left. Right. And they're still hungry, man. They're still hitting it hard, man. They're still training. They're the still right matches. He's going to absolutely break through. Absolutely. So, I'm rooting Mikey, but uh, I'm going to pick Spence, too. Uh, I think Spence wins the decision. Uh, I don't want to say it's a lot. Well, because you wouldn't be giving Mikey his, his just due if you think anybody's going to just walk over him. No. He's too his ability is too much, but but in a long haul, twelve rounds, man. Yeah, we've seen too many weird things happen. Yeah, so anything can happen in boxing, but uh, uh, you got to go with the, the fundamentals. You got to go with the the biggest, stronger guy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So you by yourself, I'm by man of fresh. You by yourself, man. We, we, no, you're gonna have sixty thousand people yeah. on your side. And that's but the, in this room. No, I, I think Mikey's going to be the favorite. He was the favorite at the weigh-in. He'll be the favorite tonight in the fight. Uh, you saw when uh, Marquez fought Diaz here at Toyota. Yeah. You know, the, the, it's a uh, strong boxing state. It's yeah. knowledgeable. Yeah. And they're going to support you know, Marquez and mm. uh, Garcia. Yeah. Well, Mike, I'll tell you what, man. I think we're covering a lot of ground. I, I, appreciate, I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Every time... Uh, when you get in, man, and you got some updates and stuff we doing, For sure. man. For sure. Hey, hey, coach, uh, I need to, you know, let's do a show. All right, boom. Let's line it up and come in here, man, and, and, and keep using the platform for what, what what it was designed for, man, to keep people uh, aware of what's going on in the amateurs, uh, the uh, local pro scene, pro fighters. Uh, I tell you, man, we've been getting great feedback. I Really, no, no negative feedback. So maybe the negative people are just being quiet. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> we getting. Uh, Sorry, we watch them too. Oh yeah, most they're watching. Yeah, they ain't taking them, but they watching. No, 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 no. I want them too because uh, they make us better. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, I appreciate you coming through, man. No, I appreciate the job you guys are doing. Keep it up. Uh, I'm glad I can contribute. Mm -hmm. And uh, anytime I can help you, let me know. And that goes for everybody listening. Uh, anything you guys need, you uh, reach out to me. Y'all heard on Facebook, Instagram. Man, we appreciate you coming in. It was a lot of great information. And I just sat back and soaked it all in. Then watch this one four or five times a week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to take a short break. Then uh, we're going to have Robert uh, Redmond coming in. We're going to sit down and chat with him for a while. Uh, so make sure you guys tune back in. All right. That's all right. Thanks. Man, that was great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you.
Oh, that's some good stuff. Yes, indeed. Man, we did three live, uh, three live videos. Man, my thing kept on. How long was it coming? The Instagram thing.